Hello and welcome to the No Sub Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. Well, that's the yo, yo, listen. You're dealing with the X Factor. I got everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> You're not enough for me. Oh my god. <laughs> not, not even close, but okay. That's what I think of. <laughs> so as we were just talking about it on a pre-show, it, we're in the month of December and... Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot going on. Well, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I shit myself three times this week, and you can hear a chainsaw in the background. <laughs> what a way to start that. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not going. I swear I'm I'm holding it the right no, no, way, and I'm looking fine. into you're, it. You're fine. You're fine. I'll make love to it if you, you want me to. You are fine. As You are the enforcer. You are the human wrestling database. You are Corey Mack. They can, they can totally hear that. <laughs> yeah. Audio podcast, and alongside him is the chosen one, Mike. Uh, well, for this week and this week only, I would like you to refer to me as Mystic Max. <laughs> I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. The champ does what he wants. Yep, there you go. And uh, I'm your host, Joseph Russell. Uh, That's Michael Jacob Friedman. You know, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Fuck Kyrie. <laughs> fuck Kyrie. Fuck Kanye. Fuck a Papa Doc. Fuck a clock. Fuck a trailer. <laughs> So we're we're, uh, we're we're just bringing it up now. Um, you brought up one Mr. MJF. I did. Uh, last week he debuted his uh, new belt. It's triple B. Triple B. Mm. Swing and a miss. Yeah. Couldn't even tell the difference, so they got like right up on the dance floor. It, 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 to me, it looked like brown leather. I'm like, okay, they're kind of doing like the old WSW thing, and then you get zoomed in, and it's like, oh, there's the design. It's just- I, we'll, we'll talk. I'll give my yeah, point on that in a second. Uh, I'm Go not on. a fan. But. I'm not a fan either. It just, okay, it just devalues the other belt. Mm-hmm. Your, your, I, company, your company's three and a half years old, dude. You don't need a belt. I understand that if anybody was going to do it, that's definitely the guy that would do it. But you don't need to do it. I mean, it's not like I mean, we, we don't need because you know what? This is a, it's a gateway thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, first it's you, just it's just a triple B belt. You make one but next, belt. It's a goddamn. The thing's gonna be spinning. It's gonna be a scissor belt for the acclaim when they're uh, you know. When they're tag champions. Oh, they're gonna have scissors as belts. The yeah. middle yeah. belt. It's gonna it's gonna spin, and uh, the other company still hasn't recovered I mean, from that mistake. I like that belt. Have you heard? Uh, like have it. you heard the rumors of WWE and their belts, or just a pair of belts? Uh, he commissioned new belts all the way around when he t- got power. Yeah, I would hope. The tag belts are supposed to debut, but they're not. They're nothing it's, special. They're it's just, just going to be what they are now, but black, black. with like silver uh, instead of gold. Yeah, it's like come on, those it, those belts are fucking hideous. Can't you just do something cool and get us? Belts are hideous. Their t-shirts suck. Like they're terrible at design. Yeah, what happened? They used to have some company that's so good at production. How are they bad at this? They used to have good design. I mean, remember the white icy tattoo belt? Maybe the most beautiful belt in the history of ever. Maybe I'm just imagining that all the shirts in the attitude era were fire. There's like one Austin three sixteen. Pretty much, and it's basically the UNW belt. Yeah. So you there's that. Because like. Looking back, some of the rocks were pretty embarrassing. The X one's boring. It's yeah. just Degeneration X. Rocks either was like just bring it or there's the always, abominable logo. There's always the infamous Val Venus cum stain t-shirt. One, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know any other merch that was good. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, sexual MJ- chocolate. He, not that I don't. I don't think he. 
Mm. See, I'm sure. I think they said sexual. I do. I did like Jeff Jarrett's "Don't piss me off" shirt. Yeah, I will say. I that. think that's like WWE had fire shirts. Yeah, listen up, slab nuts. Uh, but yes, they. Uh, so we have uh, the new Triple B belt for one MJF. But during the promo, the newly turned William Regal hmm? got turned on as MJF <laughs> punched him in the back of the neck. Well. Um, you, you guys want us the big show for that? Uh, hey, what do you get? What do we say on the war stories? Here you go. There it is. Here you go. As ish, he gone. He gone. It's official. He's uh, officially out of the company. Thrun Regal is now out of AEW. Uh, because why, Corey? Which is a weird clause. Because he's smart. Uh, uh, well, because he had a clause in his contract. That stated if Triple H was put into power, um, he could leave and go back to work where he wanted to be in the whole place. I mean, Vince fired him for no reason. He didn't leave. He was fired. (laughs) He was fired. He went there. It's clear that he didn't want to be there particularly. It was just he was making some money while he was waiting, which is smart. It's 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 a wrestling business. What else is he doing? And because like, and everybody's like, well, Tony Khan's to blame because. How do you have William Regal on your roster and not have him doing all the stuff in the back? And well, he offered all of that. Regal flat out said he didn't he want to do can't it. Can't make him do it. Yeah, it was clear from day one. He only, I mean, this was just this was for just time. a holdover. Just, for, just a holdover. Which is, yeah. it happens. It's fine. It happens in business. It's I don't what think it Tony's butt heard about it. No, because Tony clearly agreed to the contract, so he's fine yeah, with it. He's yeah. got. A, I mean, you agree to it. Damn. And and oh, go ahead. And also, like, so I didn't know that part of it, but also, like, when it, when that, before that was known, when it was like people were debating whether or not he should release them, I was like, it's William Regal. He has respect for William Regal. He's going to. Like, there's no will, will there. Even if he it's didn't have fine. that clause, it would probably be something along the lines of, yes, I'll release you, but you got to do something for me since I had you under this contract. Yeah. You can do backstage. You absolutely cannot be on TV for the remainder of what was our contract. You want to work behind the scenes and all that stuff? Knock yourself out. But no TV that's, appearances. Do you think... And the, I don't think that's what Triple H wants for him to do. My, well, my, yeah, except for every November. War games! My that's, joke is, would would they... My joke is this. If that's a, if that's the case, that like he can't be on TV, do you think that they do the WCW route with Russo when he first showed up and just have the camera behind the desk? With this British know, guy talking? With a British guy talking? Like, who's they this? like Steinbrenner on Seinfeld. Yeah. You just don't know who it is? But you know who it is. get Larry David to play William Regal. That'd be amazing. No, what he does is he fucking, he ups the British snobbery yeah. back to Lord Stephen Regal like levels. So it's, Jesus. I'm not doing a William Regal. I'm <laughs> like, doing a, yeah, Lord William Regal. Uh, I mean, good for him. It's where he wanted to be. Good for him. It's a bummer for me because mm-hmm. he's my second all-time favorite character and he's not going to be that on WWE. But this is the job he likes doing. Yep. He, it's the company he wants to work for. It's the company that he credits for saving his life multiple times. He wanted to be there. This Vince is a heartless fucker who was taking it out on Triple H by spitefully firing everybody that was close to him. And now he's already bringing them he's all back. back. Like, I, I could, in that, I can understand sort of his thinking of like all the NXT wrestlers, but William Regal, right? Like, just, what an idiot fucking decision. He was. A lot of decisions the last couple of years have been questionable by Vince, we've learned. Um, there it is. But no, it's what it is, and it's good for him. And plus, his son's there in NXT now. He can work with his son, mold him a little bit. You see who also son might be coming to NXT? Colby Carino. Yeah. 
interesting signing. Yeah. He's a really good wrestler, but I just don't know if there's necessarily nationwide star written on mm-hmm. him. Maybe a good hand. And there's, I and think, there's I think far he's going to be a good thing. He's going to be a good hand. There's far worse things to be in the business than a good hand. And in fact, all companies you, need good you hands. You could be right back. <laughs> yeah. Although you said in the business, but, so I guess yeah. that wouldn't qualify there. Swerve here. I didn't read it, but mm-hmm. did you see that Ryback and Disco teamed up on the Twitter? <laughs> to do what? Uh, to fight Just against all the, the people who the make fun of them. and yeah, uh, The stupid luck. marks. Good luck. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's good. Galvanize all of the internet crowd into one big army because they hate you, both of you fucking equally. Pretty much equally. Might as well bring in Enzo and Austin Aries. Let's just get them all. Joey Ryan, fuck it, why not? So EC3, that raised me to the next one. I saw this on Twitter and laughed my ass off. So EC3 did a podcast where he had scoops on the Regal situation like he would know anything, right? He's like, yeah, from what I understand, as soon as he signed, he was regretting it because there's a maturity issue and leadership there, which with the EVPs... It sounds right. But EC3 talking like he knows anything. And one guy is like, yeah, you know what that tells me? Regal's the only fucker in the world spent that $60 to do that rant room, sitting there bitching about AEW to Austin Aries. <laughs> Austin Aries can't say anything, just sits there. God damn it. <laughs> um, How's controlling narrative, by yeah, the way? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's doing well. I think. It's being, yeah. being controlled. Since, isn't he now in NWA? Mm. Boy, how the mighty have fallen, huh? Shout out to the NWA. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> I was going to say the company or him because it's no, not, not quite your father's NWA, huh? N- no. Mm. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I don't know. I, peep, I My favorite thing has been to read the idiotic <laughs> things <laughs> on social media about this Regal situation. Well, because well, we talked about last week and it's like uh, his contract's up in December. And then like last week, you're like, no, it's in two years. And then. It's like, who the fuck sends a nine month contract? And then, like, a worker. like li- a worker. literally, it was like, uh, rumors his contract's up in December. Corey goes, no, it's in two years. Got it. And then within, like, the next day, it's like, yeah, it sounds like he's out the door already. Now contracts are. Yeah. Both things were true. Yeah. It was. Was it, like, club options, basically? It was basically? a solid yeah. one year. And there were, uh, there's a two-year option. Yeah. Which I guess Regal, I mean, way back in. May let him know that he wasn't picking up that two years. Um, Brian Lass said uh, he slipped something through on the podcast I, I thought was interesting, mm-hmm. stating that he knew about this two and a half months ago. I mean, Brian says a lot of stuff. Kind of just matter-of-factly. I don't know. I tend to believe some of that because you know they talk to people. I'm not saying he's not wrong. I'm yeah. just saying he says a lot of stuff. And... Uh, I just good for him. He's going back to where he wants to be. I'm going to be nice this week to Brian Lesnar. And you so know it's what? It's been a rough week. He's morning. He's <laughs> high as fuck. I'm morning. Uh, so next week though, it's on site. <laughs> one of the issues people kept bringing up though is, is something I do want to touch base on, and it's third base. A growing issue in professional wrestling right now with the current generation that's coming up, or it's just now kind of becoming the dudes. Looking at you, Sting. <laughs> hey, up and coming. Dorby Allen would be a good bitch. example, though. Ooh, all right. Uh, and that's that nobody wanted. One of the things that kind of irked Regal was that nobody, none of the young guys wanted to listen or learn anything. Oh, who else said that? Uh, Punk. Oh, there it is. Oh, and Billy guy. Gunn has said it. Oh, weird. And Dustin Rhodes has said that nobody, almost nobody, except for like the trainees mm-hmm. who are still fucking in training, want to listen to him. Oh, and. Gasp. Um, but and and I thought okay more right by the day huh? yeah <laughs> but uh, but here, here's the part I thought was interesting 
is that Regal on, a, on his podcast, I guess, also said that in the last three to four years he was in NXT, same thing was happening. Yeah. It's just that generation thinks that they know it all. Well, I mean, unfortunately, that generation is now this entire roster. Exactly. So mm-hmm. is the problem there. It's so. just that this generation thinks they know everything. There's no need to learn from old people. They've got it all figured out. Don't worry, old man. Is I'll it, take care of it. Is it crazy? Because you know what, what you're saying? What like what image pops in my head? What the NXT roster? Listen to Dusty and like Dusty's and like the you just, it's Dusty and the front, but behind and in, in front of him is the entire NXT roster just listening to him. It's like just glued to what he said. Yeah. Like, and I guess it was like that until 16 or 17, a couple of years after Dusty died, and then it's just after that's so kind of like yeah, okay, whatever. Whoever the guy is, Regal. Steve Norman, Kern, Norman, it didn't matter. It's just whoever's whoever's got any experience and is trying to tell them what they should or shouldn't do. It's more like in one ear and out the other. Like, okay, old man, why don't you go shake your fist at the cloud and tell them how to work? And it's like, but it's it's a noticeable thing. Industry ride, NXT is the current NXT is. I saw a gif of a woman. She got a forearm shiver. And then the lady went to go do a tag on her end, and the lady who took the shot just did like a three-quarter spin kick and fell on her ass. Like she was either trying to do an offensive move or was like eight minutes late selling the forearm shiver. <laughs> and I'm like, this this made TV. You know what's fucking hell? And I see tapes or stuff, so. Whew. What's weird about that final that first point you made was that they would listen to Dusty over Regal. Like I could understand them not listening to Dusty because he would teach them territory ways, which is completely irrelevant now. Not always, no. But but it is when you consider that for the last thirty five years it's been just national TV, which is what Regal was really known for. Like I know he came up at territories, but like yeah. the last this huge part of his career was in the mainstay like North American wrestling. So you would think those people would at least listen to him because he knows how to make it in WWE. Like, I've realized at this point, I'm just out of the... I, I, like, I'm i not saying you should listen to Dusty, but like of the two, it would make more sense to listen to Regal. I'm never, pick one. I'm never going to get it now because I'm just too old. Like, the, the guys coming up now, <laughs> I, I'm almost afraid. They, they weren't even Attitude Era babies. They're like Ruthless mm-hmm. Aggression babies. Yeah. And TNA X Division babies. Yep. So it's all the bumps and Jeff Hardy. And that, that's 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 it. There's no Bret Hart's. Sean was in the later stages of his comeback. But, I mean, there's not a lot of classic guys telling classic stories. These guys were weaned on the X Division, the Hardys, Edge's TLC matches. I mean, that's to them, that's classic old wrestling. And you know what's sad? Is there is somebody on that roster who was and could do it and won't? That's old fuck nuts Chris Jericho. He knows how. Yeah, but he fucking won't. He wants to be one of the. But he knows how. He wants to be young and cool. But I, to be honest with you, I, it's a it's a bigger issue than I want it to be, and I'm really scared about what's going to happen. Like say eight years from now, when even the remnants of the ruthless aggression era are considered. Like you would consider the '80s, like it's gonna be like old timer shit. Batista, yeah, right. Like, I mean, I'm already there, at Batista. Though, well, no, so. but they're gonna think of fucking John Cena's early and stuff we, in black and white. We've you know, talked like, about this, but like when in only when tw- there was in, in ten years when they do Legends Night, it's yeah, what like, Legends are what's gonna Legends? Be? Like they're gonna be like, oh, I want to be a classic worker, like Matt Jackson, or 
Darby Allen. Like, and then that's like the old time great workers. Then I'm worried about where the business is going to be because there's going to be no story left. And then the young bucks tell stories. They do. It may not be stories everybody likes, but they do sell and tell stories. But a lot of this new generation, there's no story. There's no psychology. And that stuff does still matter. The greats that everybody still loves do that stuff. And as that stuff gets weaned out, can chaos just, be a story? Hmm? It's technically a story. What? Chaos, just absolute chaos. It's technically a story. Uh, not a good story. And a story that like, and it's not one that's going to. A sell. tornado is a story. It's not going to sell a lot. So well, yeah, that's that, what I worry about. Once that chaos hits John Cena, then it, he kills it. There it is. Thank you, Nexus. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, that's where we are, and that's what worries me about that. But that's the main, you know, he's hardly the only one who complains about that. Cause I'm no, happy for him. Yeah, so am I. It's where he needs to be. It's where he needs to be. It's where he wants and to be. You know. you know what? And for the betterment. It's of where the, he's going to make the difference. And for the betterment of the business, that's where he needs to be. Yeah. Doing what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Because right, he can get all the, right, the young, like. From nothing and mold them, and then they can go to AEW in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. And then, you know, it's too bad that him and Excalibur never got to fuck, but... I mean, you don't know that. <laughs> Feel bad for Excalibur. jilted again. Got so close to it, got so close to the edge and then just left in the middle of the night. So we are talking a lot about NXT right now, and... Um... NXT has a pay-per-view this upcoming. Uh, it's, a, it's a premium live event. Premium I had live completely event. forgot about that. So we and ROH's final battle is the same day. So that's weird. One crew, uh, one owner thought logically and thought I'm gonna do early because <laughs> I would get absolutely murdered later on. There's yeah, a, and the other one's like a rough night. We can go one What's on a Heisman? one. <laughs> What's a Heisman? UFC. <laughs> So what's, I got Joe Gacy. What's a, what's a Heisman? Known as pedophiles. Oh yeah, what are they now? Velveteen dreams. They're called like maps. Velveteen dreams. Uh, <laughs> I heard this today. It's this funny that has no recollection of this. The pedophiles' new term. Um, map. Wait, is it something they chose? Because I'm going to go ahead and keep yeah. calling them pedophiles. Does this have anything to do with the fact that like five years ago they tried to normalize themselves and get themselves added to the LGBTQ community? Wait, mm. what now? Mm. Oh, you missed that? Hard pass. I was still at FCR. Yeah, that was a whole thing. They were like, you know, it's time, because they were like, it was around the time, the the first time that it was uh, made official to marry uh, uh, a loved one. And that's no, around the time they scooped up, like, it's about time we normal, people normalized ourselves, too. They are known as MAP, Minor Attracted Person. Oh, hell no. That's so absolutely you're a, not. You're a pedophile. No, you're a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it's like that or an inmate, but now an inmate is called. <laughs> you so, should be. No, no, hang on, hang on. That's correct. <laughs> so inmate is now called a incarcerated person. They don't want to be called an inmate. They don't want that. Uh, I mean, that's fair. You don't always get what you want. Okay. I don't. I don't shoot the message. I just saw this today. <laughs> I just a whole bunch of un-PC stuff wants to. Fly out yeah, right now. Yeah. Well, let's talk about NXT. Those inmates can't can't work for shit. Let's talk about let's talk Back about NXT. There's, three, there's only there's only three <laughs> matches. Only three matches as of right now. Of three hours though. Uh, our first match is going to be Apollo Cruz versus Braun Breaker for the NXT title. Uh, no. Uh, so of all of the people in the last three years, they fired Apollo Cruz. Still has the job. 
I mean, well, he did. Christ. He did gain an accent. He did gain a bodyguard. He did gain a kingdom, and then he lost it all. Remember, he may, he got to stick around because Vince gave him the most racist storyline and gimmick possible mm-hmm. in the 21st century. Remember that? No, because it all is oh, the same storyline. Because well, he 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 went back to his uh, roots in Ghana and got like a spear and an accent. And, and then had like a muscles paint his belly and become fucking Kamala. <laughs> That's basically how it I went. mean, they pretty much gave the most racist gimmick Jesus. you could give a black person these days. Except for just, you know, if he was out in the fucking cotton fields. I mean, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So maybe because he went through that, they kept him. Like, you know what? We put you through that. Just go to NXT. So there's that match. No. Okay. God. Um, a... Woman, it's a women's iron survivor challenge to, to determine the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. It is a fatal five way. However, it is. however it, it's in <laughs> the way. Corey, come back. Corey, how, back. However, it's in the way of this. Two people start, and then every five minutes, someone comes in. Pinfall, Did they just do this? You get <laughs> a pin. It's, it's King of the Mountain in a way. They added, they combined King of the Mountain with the championship scramble idea they had in like 2008. No. Yeah. Absolutely um, not. It's Zoe Starks versus Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James versus a wild card winner. I'm sure those are all real people. I've never heard of them, but congratulations. I've not heard of Kiana James and have no clue who she is. Same here. Um, <laughs> the Men's Jeez. Iron Survivor no. Challenge uh, for the number one contender for the <laughs> NXT. Prawn's already wrestling. Who the fuck? Carmelo cares? Hayes, JD McD- uh, McDowell, uh, Madonna, you, Madonna, whatever. Grayson Waller. Shout out to Neil McDonough. Corey's, oh, see, Miz. Corey's boy, Joe Gacy, and a wild card survivor. Or winner. William Regal. William Regal. There it is. No. That sounds fucking terrible. They're going to they're gonna counter-program the Heisman Trophy and UFC with that? Yep. Okay. Have fun. So there's three matches there, and then for RH's final battle, as of right now, there's only five. That's my right show. Yeah, Check some. They'll have some added, uh, you know. These, but these are the ones that'll pay. You know. Club Zero, Hour Zero, all that good well, stuff. Well, they'll add stuff too. Um, a tag match: Swerve in Our Glory taking on Shane uh, Sh- Shane Taylor and JD Griffey. I'm looking forward to this. I know I'm on an island because I watched Ring of Honor. Shane Taylor sounds familiar. I don't know the other guy. We saw him, didn't we? See him? Yeah, he was at the ROH show. We saw. He was the TV champ at the time. So uh, Shane Taylor. Yeah. There is an actual story here, and that is that, uh, and if it even it's even living up to the AEW storyline, and that is he's a big African American, um, Taylor Griffey, Taylor, Shane Taylor. Um, okay, okay, I, I got it, I got it. Now. So the storyline is that you know Keith Lee walked out on Swerve, right? Yeah. They're having trouble. Well, this makes sense. They're booking to the fans who <laughs> remember. Keith Lee and Shane Taylor were a tag team in Ring of Honor, and due to get a tag team title shot, then Keith Lee bounced without any warning and signed with Evolve, leaving that team nowhere, and Shane Taylor to really take a year. It took him a year and a half to even get back on track and get a little bit of a push, and he made the most of it, but now he's back, and he even called Lee out. Still turn, you're still just ditching partners, huh? Uh, so now it's a tag match. And see what happens. Dude, when Max Caster called him Lizzo, I fucking <laughs> lost it, dude. Like, he eviscerated that tag team. He, yeah. Like, he they did. need to break up for no other reason than that they can't survive anymore. You can't be a tag team after that. Oh. can't be called Lizzo on national television and bounce back from that. Nope. Plays flute. Um, 
Yikes. Yas flute. But it should, I'm interested in the storyline. So who's the other dude? G- I'm, that's a, I'm having trouble remembering him. Or if if he used a different name. What was it? J.D. Griffey? J.D. Griffey. I'll have to look it up. When we John Dorian Griffey? Maybe. Uh, for the ROH World TV <laughs> title, Samoa Joe is defending it against Juice Robinson. Oh, God. So this, no. is, this is an interesting one. Um, no, overall. But like... Hard Rock Juice, by the way. Yeah, Hard Rock Juice Robinson. The man who gets to go home to Tony Storm. I can't imagine why he's still carrying on Juice Robinson. Jesus Christ. Because he's going home. He, he don't care what you think. He's going home with Tony Storm. Um, That's why everybody should hate him. Exactly. Fuck that guy. Um, he's signed to AEW, likely to be on the Ring of Honor roster, maybe, if it happens. But why not just do a Wardlow match and... Get it done. Because they're saving that for an actual AEW, like probably I, Revolution, probably. It's a long time to wait. I kind of think Juice might end up with that title, though, to separate the belts and just have that way Joe can focus on the TNT one and have a feud that way. What so I you, wouldn't be surprised if Robinson wins a damn thing. What has Juice been up to? New Japan. He's in the Bullet Club. It's just funny. They had him turn heel, and it really, so he fooled everybody. He did something you, it's hard to do in 2022. He fooled everybody in wrestling, including Meltzer and every other journalist and all the boys. Mm-hmm. He said when his contract was up earlier in the year with New Japan that he was done with wrestling for a while. Burnt out. Things hadn't gone the way he planned. He's just going to go home, think about it. And uh, maybe he may come back to wrestling in a year or so. Who knows? But And then he wrestled that match, and he was gone. And perfectly quiet. Nobody heard a thing about him. And then there was a new Bullet Club member like three months later who came down and attacked uh, someone to help uh, Jay White win, and it was fucking Juice Robinson in a mask. He fooled everybody. Got him. And actually got him. But they put him in the Bullet Club, made him a heel, right? Apparently never signed a contract. Because he was able to bounce later that fall again, and he just signed with AEW full-time. So, Which means he could still do Japan, really. If you think yeah, I mean, yeah, they're yeah. clearly... They're working together. Uh, happy so. again. Yeah, so. yeah. So. But I wouldn't be surprised if he wins that belt. And over, over Joe? Just to get it off Joe. Fair. Another match I assume would be a no from everybody here. For the ROH Women's World Championship, Mercedes Martinez versus Athena. No, I'm in. Well, I oh, was. I'm in. I was in until you said the last name. I, I, oh, no, I'm I in. Knew. I'm in because I've watched her squash matches on Dark since Turning Hill. Dude, that and like I'm the one uh, any match she has the squash match by the yeah. way because nope. she just kills the, people. I'm the, digging this one. Like, the, she's just killing people. She like <laughs> Athena legitimately like they had to talk to her after yeah. because it looked bad. Well, I mean, she shattered Burt Baker's face on live pay per view. Like, after that first squash, when she got mad at that jobber, they had to talk to her. Yep. But then they were smart. And they're like, okay, let's make this money now, and that's what they've done. And so far, I mean, I still don't like her, and I don't think she's good. But that version of her against Mercedes Martinez, who won't won't back down, and will be more than happy. Shut Tom Petty, right? She will be more than happy to reciprocate. So that uh, that fact, I'm looking forward to this. Can we just get Mercedes Martinez on the goddamn AEW roster, please? Right. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, the next match is for the Pure Championship: Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta. It's just a way to wrap this up. No. That's all it is. It's a, it's a way to wrap it up. I There have been rumblings lately that there may be some news about an ROH show soon. 
And that's why I think an actual show. Yeah. And I think that's why they're just tying up loose ends on this show with these feuds. They don't want to start anything new until there's television. Because the last pay-per-view was last year in December, right? That was the last like official ROH show. Yeah. So I think they're not going to start any new pure feuds or anything. It's just like, okay, let's do this one again. Who's Chad Garcia? Yeah, Garcia. Garcia. And then the main event is Chris Jericho defending his title, the ROH World Championship, against Claudio Castelloni. And and if Claudio loses, he has to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. Guess what he's doing? Yeah, he's joining. (laughs) I think this, to me, this is exactly the same as the pure title match. Yeah. They don't want to start anything new until TV, so just continue this until it's done. And yeah, he'll probably join JAS. Give him something to do now. The Blackpool Combat Club seemingly is completely gone. Completely gone. And House of Heart is now fully back. Yeah, House of Heart living, laughing in living color. Oh, God. As long as she's out there looking like Stevie Nicks, I'm fine with it. Fucking Malachi Black, goddamn piece of shit. Well, I hear he's almost out too. So. Good, good fucking riddance. He sucks. That's what I've heard. Malachi Black. You couldn't believe in everything. He just showed up back on TV. You think he's going to leave? <laughs> I mean, yes, it's Malachi Black. First of all, if he was going to lose the smile, if he was going to do I'm anything, not he could saying leave. I believe it. I'm just seeing everything I scroll. It's like he's he's leaving. He's talking about how he's done in a couple months. But I don't know. Maybe. I, I have a hard time believing even Tony Khan will put you back on TV if you're leaving <laughs> yeah. in a month. You know what I mean? Like, let's just do it again and see if you stay. <laughs> Come on. See, so said even Tony's not that much of a mark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything can happen, but I doubt it. Matthew's over. No, it's Matthew's you may be thinking of. Uh, it's Ma- His yeah, contract is up in a couple sorry. months. I meant Matthew's. He's he'll, going back. He's going he'll back. go back to Divi. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. His girlfriend's there. And he tri- is miserable here. And he was a Triple H guy. That, it, was, it was Matthew's, yeah. not uh, Malachi. No, Malachi's stuck. He's, he needs to just face it. He's stuck. Julia. Um, House of Heart. Julia Hart. House of Heart. Hey, ever since they came back, she's been like the leader. Yep. She's been out. Instead of just being in the corner. So they're doing what judgment they should be doing. Yes. She's out there. She's like controlling the havoc. And she just stands there watching while they fucking decimate everybody. Does she do pull-ups in a cage? No. No, She doesn't do that. She just steps over people. Well, there's that. Yeah. So some of the ones then. So neither show looking dynamite. to be. I don't mean a pun there. Going on a rampage. Yeah. Which one looks better? Both look a little raw. Uh, I'm not sure if either one Blade will the lay the smackdown smack on you. A lot uh, of velocity in the shows, though. Yeah. A lot of heat. Not a lot of heat. No. Uh, might be a wrestling challenge to get through this one. Mm. You know, all these wrestlers have metal, though, so yep. they'll get through it. They do have metal. Not a lot of prime time on the forecast, but uh, there are some superstars in wrestling here. Uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Got it. Nailed uh, it. Which show looks um, better? Is that a word? Better? <laughs> Less bad? Uh, I was Okay. Because there's a lot of people I've never heard of in a match that's never happened before. I'm going to say the Ring of Honor one looks better. <laughs> there, it <is. laughs> there it is. Where's the old Slapdick NXT at? Is it the Performance oh, Center? Performance Center. Performance Center. Well, Ooh, the, what about the debut the, match? Well, ROH is in Texas. And, of course, you have to have one of each so that the women can have this of course you do. terrible match idea, too. I, Jesus, How man. about just have one? And or, 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 none. or none. Well, I'm going to talk gimmick matches, period. And have it just have one. And let's say if by the time that show's coming up, there's a really hot women's feud, then they get the match that year. Yeah. And the dude don't get one. 
And then the next year, if it's a really heated men's, like a Hell in a Cell, if it's a really heated men's issue, well, then they get the Hell in a Cell match. And the women don't get one. Like, you don't have to do both. The only gimmick that makes sense is the Royal Rumble. That one makes yes, sense. Yes, do both Rumbles. That's fine. You don't need money in the bank. So, we period. On the uh, upcoming Dynamite. Dynamite! There is a the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal. That's so an annual tradition. MJF uh, has won every year. He should win it again. He well, should. He's, but he's in the finals. She win it again. Like normally, the finals is on Winter is Coming, but they said they're gonna have to re, they're gonna have to do something a little different this year since he's already got a match on Winter is Coming. He should just keep that diamond ring and just say "fuck all of you." I have it all. I like it. I'm for it, and I think that's what's gonna happen. It's awesome. I think, and then he's gonna be like, and then now you're not gonna see me wrestle on TV for a while because this is bullshit. And also, he shouldn't. Because right now it's Jack Perry, Dalton Castle, Matt Hardy, Ethan Page. Ricky Starks. Started out great. It's called who's a real already, <laughs> Who's already. Uh, Holy shit. You want to start that list over one more time? Yeah, uh, Jack Perry. Great. Don Castle. Mm. Okay. Matt Hardy. <laughs> Ethan Page. Oh, God. Uh, Ricky Starks, shit. who's already number one contender. Brian Cage, Sean Dean, and more comp- uh, competitors Holy to be announced. Fuck. Sean Dean? Yeah. Dean Douglas? Wait, I franchise? Him. I haven't seen him wrestle since like. 2021. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned, I saw someone, met, I think MJF going, why is he even in this match? Or, I, I'm surprised he's even in the franchise. Ha ha. Ha ha. That's what Joe needs. I'm good. More Shane does. Uh, AWTNT Championship match as it's Samurai Joe versus uh, Darby, Darby Allen. That could be great. Joe and Darby Joe Allen. Joe has both belts. Yep. Yes. So he's definitely losing the Ring of Honor one. For yep. sure that's happening. Joe and Darby could be. Violently good for Darby. Yeah. So and uh, what is Joe going to do to him? <laughs> exactly. So Death Triangle and the Elite have a the night off. off. We have the week off. So that means for the AW World Tag Team Championships, the Acclaim are defending them titles against FTR. God, you. You know what? I'm not going to beat a dead horse. But you know it'll, what they did? It'll be fun. You know what they did? They Jesus. even they even built this match in the <laughs> lamest non way possible. A handshake. The acclaimed come out on Rampage and challenge FTR to a match. Like the Bucks, wow. God damn it, dude. I don't blame Dax for what he said. (laughs) And I think they're actually going to do that, Joe. Did you read that quote? No. He thinks. He's not even for sure. He thinks their contract is up in April 2023, the FTR. The bidding spree in 2023. Actually, no. What he said is, and this is something that the two of them have talked about a lot. Uh, they started doing some indie shows this year and realized how fun they have working grassroots level. They've actually talked about taking a year off from television wrestling period. They're going to do the Cody thing. Yeah. Where yeah. you just work indies, get a huge name, and then sign. Yep. And they've already got the huge name, so they're already a one up. But they just said they like that so much that they might take a year off from televised wrestling and then let things happen where they go. Probably, probably, because if it, they uh, even said they even said that they want to be trainers, like you know, like this years yeah, ago, yeah, they yeah. wanted to be trainers back well, I mean, in the day. They both trained Edge to get back in the ring. Ironically yeah. enough, though, as bad as they have it here, I think they're better off in AEW than they I are agree. in WWE. Especially because I mean, the Bucks are for sure going to leave at some point. Look so. at the teams in WWE. I mean, that's a even if you combine all of them on one roster, that's dire. You have you have. Our, our uh, uh, Elias Bro, as it's uh, no Elias and uh, Riddle. It's Elias you, Bro. I don't know. No, no, I, I made that up. up I with. made that up. And I mean, that's you're probably not wrong. Yeah. Um, 
You, you have them, the, Usos. You got the New Day and Usos, who they've wrestled a billion times. So they're not doing anything. Exactly. You have the brawling brutes of now McIntyre and Sheamus. That'd be a good match. I'm not going to lie. Which is Friday, match. which is on SmackDown. Uh, Drew's off for it. He's out. Oh, um, hang on. It's something. <laughs> so it's hurt? You don't say. So, no, well, he's, it's not. I think it might be. I think it's uh, uh, COVID. What, I think. Then, what, I'm not. Were they a team before they went to NXT? No. They were just they, they formed just, there. Yep. What would they go by in the Indies? It could be FTR. It's Sheamus yeah. and Butch yeah, yeah. on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Is Tony and not uh, trademark gimmicks. Not uh, he's no he doesn't do the WWE thing. Like if mm. you like he thinks you should be able to capitalize on your own fucking image. God <laughs> yeah. forbid. Yeah, right. But yeah, so they um, could be FTR. Okay. But right, they re- uh, I don't know anybody. Uh, so I don't know any other tactics. Who would they wrestle in the Indies? Like if they do like a Cody list, who would their list be? I mean, that's that's a thing. Is because like, is there any teams out? Like, Bussy. That's all, outside uh, outside of Japan, no, right? No, I, I know. Like I'm anybody? Just, I, I don't think of anybody. I can't There's think of no any one. tag teams and and the, the teams they can wrestle I mean, on the Indies. That's not true. They can go to Pal Pro Wrestling, yeah, wrestle uh, C Four or Midnight Heat, for yeah. instance. Unless they want to really don't give me go like, to that level. <laughs> like I gotta hide that now. So no, you don't. Um, Whip it out, baby. <laughs> All the teams they could wrestle that would make a huge splash on the indies, they they could wrestle in New Japan. <laughs> so really, which there's where they're still uh, champions. So you could shoehorn in some Briscoe matches on the indies. That's true. You could do yeah. more Briscoe that's matches. That's all on I the can indies. think of. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting. There's there's quite a few people coming up. Dustin Rhodes has announced that 2023 is his last year as an active wrestler. So you know he'll have a couple matches here and there that. Uh, he'll probably get that one match years? on AEW over 35 he'll get the match on AEW like if you lose you're out type you yeah. know like that storyline by the way I, I, I was going to say this and they got sidetracked I want to get back to it real quick before we forget completely the whole regal contract clause yeah on his podcast Kevin Nash uh, yeah. uh, threw out a little something that nobody knew really until he said it for a fact today or whatever that dropped yeah. and that is the one of the uh End results of that famous lawsuit that WF had against WCW? Yeah. Uh, apparently, one of the results of that was a clause put in that if WCW is ever to be sold, Vince gets first chance. Uh-huh. Wait, what? If WCW was to ever be sold, Vince got first dibs. Uh-huh. That was a clause in the agreement of the end of that lawsuit. Interesting. And How that was the Fusion thing happen then? Remember, because he technically tried in October 2000, and ah, Spike told him no. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So that's why. That so was first dibs right gotcha. there. So B that was, was first B was dibs. Fugian. Got it. And then More Fugian to- happened, and then after that, he decided, fine, I'm just going to buy it anyway. We'll figure it out on the go. We'll see how that worked. But that was a uh, result of that fucking lawsuit. <laughs> Interesting. Nobody. That was something not a lot of people, if anybody knew, until Kinash just kind of, oh, yeah, by the way. What the fuck did Nash know it? Because him and Hall were such an integral part of that fucking lawsuit. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's infamously, there's infamously video. There's tons of video of Scott Hall in deposition. And when they leave the room, he turns to the camera and starts talking to Vince. Hey, Vince, what's going on? <laughs> of course Scott Hall would. God damn it. Sit <laughs> on the dirty stand. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Vince. Ooh. Hey, Chico. I'm scared. <laughs> Say hi to Sean for me. <laughs> so was a, so was a toothpick at the attorney. Uh, I'll, yeah. about, I also, I'll bring it up. Um, uh... Was that it for the R O issue? By the way, is that yeah. It? yeah. Did you see so the Did you me. see the um, the Nash tweet about how 
He got that. Uh, he did. Yeah, they got he asked, he asked for like a hundred thousand uh, subscribers yeah, for YouTube to get the YouTube plat plaque, plaque for his son for his son who wanted the for the his click this podcast. Oh, he just died, huh? Yeah, because his son, son was passed. the one. He really just started doing the podcast for his son. Yeah, yeah. To help his son kind of get mentally on edge after all the issues he'd had. It was a good outlet for him. Yeah. And that's one thing that his son really wanted. So. And then within like, I, I saw Tony Khan retweet it. Was it. it was within like hours. Yeah. It was just like. Both Tony Khan and someone else within wrestling both retweeted and said, let's get this going, man. And within like five hours, or six hours, yeah. it was done, which is good. That's cool. I need to give it a shot. I, you He's said had a it. rough year, man. I, I it's it's it, good. You said it, yeah. It's good. It's it's not like you might actually enjoy this for a wrestling podcast because I've seen clips of it. It's not a wrestling podcast in your in your purest form. It's him and Sean Oliver just shooting the shit. You know about a ton of things. As much as I've actually disliked Sean Oliver, the most part of it. Really? I actually, I don't like him on it. And I like Sean Oliver. I liked Sean Oliver's work with yeah. kayfabe stuff. Yeah. I don't like him on the podcast. It's weird because him and Kevin, like, it's weird that of all the people, like, that he had on those kayfabe commentaries, it's like him and Nash just fucking clicked mm-hmm. and became, like, really good buddies outside of it. And that's why the, the two of them do it together. And I like to report. He, yeah, he's a little annoying sometimes. But uh, I don't know. He, he, he gets a lot out of Nash who can be guarded sometimes. He's a little... Well, tea kettle though, you get him going, he gets heated. Yeah, I saw that punk clip. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yep, dude uh, did not hold back, which was hilarious. I was like, he's basically just you, by the way. But yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. You're like mad at yourself, but that's whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised. He was always the most uh, how do I put it? Self-observant of the clip. Hypocritical? No. Well, also <laughs> self-observant. Like, yeah, a little bit hypocritical, but also like, I know what we're doing, but <laughs> it's like. I don't think Scott and Sean were really. I mean, you have to be sober to care that much. Yeah. And they were the opposite of yeah. that. Like, he was the only other one besides. Well, I mean, obviously, Scott Hall worked out, but like Nash and Triple H would work out all the time. And while the other ones were still like. How does Triple H in that group? Like, he. Nothing it, about him he, he makes, sense, makes sense with that group. You know what I mean? He was the designated. He doesn't driver. party. He didn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He just works out, clean or not he, clean, um, on steroids. Uh, I just like the only thing he had in common with them was the fucking weird the obsession with the love of the business. They would talk all the time about the business in those in the car trips. God, man, and that's what happened. Plus, well, three of them would talk. Sean was unconscious, yeah. guaranteed. And and plus, who was he? Who was he riding with when he first got there? It was like someone lame. I think he had to ride with like Harvey Whippleman and someone and else. Whip, and, yeah, and I think Nash was like, "Nah, dude, you're with us. Come on, mm. come with us. Mm-hmm. Like, come here." You can ride with Whippleman? us. Yeah. Rippleman and someone else. Bruno, I, mean, you know, I like downtown Bruno as much as the next guy, <laughs> yeah. but Jesus. But that's who Hunter was riding with because he was new to the company. And Jesus, I guess Whippleman always the, uh, hey, you're new, you're driving with me. Yeah, because Rock me. Had bought him a new car like a year ago because Rippleman helped him a lot then. Well, fucking Rock lived with him as a yeah. teenager. Yeah. In Memphis, how right? Do you, how do you buy a car? You only have seven bucks. Uh, no, Harvey Whippleman bought him a car from a homeless man yeah. for like 70 bucks. Okay. So you're paying the pay point of fact, <laughs> is he homeless? He has a car. 
Well, well so it was after know, the transaction. Because the story, the, the story was that he bought the car, started, started driving away, and then the homeless guy woke up in the back no, seat. No. Right? The homeless guy's friend woke up oh. in the back seat under. He was buried under like garbage and shit. There. Okay, so I see. What actually happened was they stole the car yeah. and made this whole ruse about this sell it just to not get to not go to jail. But then, and then they got the, it to they got it to Bruno's house, and the thing died because it was a piece of shit. And I that's why. They went and then he he lived with Bruno. Yep. Because Rocky was on. He, yeah. he was on fucking people left and right. So just like, slinging that dick. So yeah, like years later, Rock buys him a car. He's like, he bought me my car when I was a teenager. Bought the same car, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a homeless guy in the no, back. With a homeless guy in the when back. When found it. Yeah. It was Dirty Mac in the Boys. It was Rocky. <laughs> they had a soup kitchen. Uh, it was Rocky in the back. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> I know we've been talking about drunken uh, and homeless people, so let's talk about homework. As uh, I picked it, transition. as thank you, thank you. I've, I've been thinking about that. Um, I picked homework last week, mm-hmm. and it was the November to remember 1997 for ECW. As one uh, Meltzer gave this match minus three and a half stars, as it was Sabu versus Sandman in a tables ladders match. It's bad. I, it wasn't that bad. Watching it, I went, it's just a drunken bar fight, and they're just not hitting the response. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, I'm not saying it's a good match. It's not, yeah. it's not negative four stars. Yeah. Like, it's a, that's a bit much. It's a bit stiff. He famously gave Hogan and Andre at WrestleMania 3 negative four stars as well. So, actually, the point I was going to make, and that actually proves my point, uh, he needs to learn how to grade with the environment. Like, it can't, like, you don't tune in to Sabu and Sandman and expect Midnight versus the Rock and Roll. Like, it's not, no. like, you can't grade them on the save curve like that, right? I mean, this is pretty much what I expected. From those it's two. exactly what, and yeah. it's also, and more importantly, that's what that crowd wanted. That place was going ape shit. Oh, yeah. No, they liked it. Like... I mean, probably not as ape shit as they did moments later when the franchise Shane Douglas came out. I mean, no you one, know, no I, one ever, I, no one ever goes. Yeah, I, I turned it off. And <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, like, I'm like, Dave, come on, man. He needs to calm down a little bit. Like, His biases. What is that? What's the spot of Sandman jumping over the top rope to the outside with the ladder hanging on the barricade in the fans, and then he tries to sway it over onto Sabu and like. Slightly hit some, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he had a. I don't think he had a particular plan. I think he just saw that and went, "Okay, yep, (laughs) whatever happens when I do this is what happens." Because there was a lot of those spots of like, just watching like Sabu just tossing like these are metal ladders, like they're the like painter ones, and he's just like just like dropping it on the back of the head of Sandman, like every. Every time he they got a chance. Yeah. They have to hurt. Yes. Like, you just throw in some light tubes. It's just a DCW show. Like, there's nothing like... And, like, you know, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but for that crowd it was. It's exactly what that crowd wanted, needed, and got. Like, I don't... So, like, the ratings, I think, have to reflect that. Yeah. So, I just... Uh, Corey. Yeah. Before we move on to what you're picking for us... Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that we missed that we should have watched on that pay-per-view? I mean, not really. It's a, it's an okay show. It's not one of their better, but it's not one of their all-time worst either. It's kind of just in the middle. Uh, I mean, unless you want to watch the franchise, Shane Douglas <laughs> successfully recapture ECW World Heavyweight Gold near his hometown of Pittsburgh. What yeah. is their worst pay-per-view of all time? 
A lot of people will say Russell Palooza 98. A lot of people will say December to December 2006. I was going to say minus the WWE ECW. It's not. It's easily November to remember 98 to me. Remember we tried to watch that here? You had Sonny as a referee seductively putting on socks for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Jake Roberts in a Cosby sweater fighting with Tommy Dreamer all across the arena. Uh, the newest member of the FBI, Mabel. I mean, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it was a weird show. Mm-hmm. And just for comparison, what happened to the other two companies that same month? <laughs> uh, World War Three ninety eight, which was still in front of a white hot crowd in WCW, I and of I, course, I love that event. And then of course, Vince Russo's only good greatest idea at moment. Yeah. The one night tournament at Survivor Series '98. So yeah. Hmm. So clearly third that month, ECW. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What's the main event of that show? '98. Uh, it's the Dudleys, mm. all three. Oh Jesus. Uh, but not Spike. It's it's, it's Big bu- Dick, right? It's Bubba Ray, Big Dick, and Devon against yeah. Sandman, Spike, and. I wanted to say Sabu, but that's not right. Jerry Lynn. No, not yet. It was Sab- It was Sandman's final match before he went to WCW to be... Hack. Hack. Or more importantly, remember uh, Raven's uncle who's yeah. like... <laughs> what a mark. <laughs> what a mark. So, yeah. So, there you go. Sounds uh, wonderful. Not good. Did no. your match negative four stars, Corey? <laughs> no. <laughs> I struggled. I had three. I'm going to be honest with you. I had three matches. And I'm like, each one has a reason to be picked. And I'm still struggling. Are you going to go with the one you should have picked uh, last time? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> the other two, one's topical and one's just awesome. Ooh. So you just tell us what those two are, then tell us the homework. The topical one is Lord Stephen Regal against Fit Finley Ooh. from Saturday night in April 96. Ooh. And they just beat the piss out of each Ooh. other and tell a great storyline. I mean... Depending on where that was at, I might have been at that show, to be See? honest. But And then uh, the one that's just awesome, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, is Brock Lesnar against Hollywood Hulk Hogan on SmackDown August 2002. No. No. Yeah. He fucking murders Hogan and takes him off TV on the way to take it on the rock at SummerSlam. Jesus. It's fucking awesome. I mean, Hogan puts him over like a million bucks. The one time? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure the, he... The one? I'm sure he... Bam! Bam! I'm sure he figured he'd get his win back later on, but uh, brother, that's, he's over two there. Like yeah. over two. Yeah. And real quickly before we move on, because I said Brock, Kurt Angle on his podcast uh, brought up something interesting. Dixie Carter, you stupid idiot. I mean, yeah. Brock Lesnar calls Kurt Angle in 2007. Okay. And says, "How much is TNA paying you?" And Kurt Angle answers, and Brock says, "If you can give me that, I'll come in." And Dixie said, "No." Wow. I mean, Jesus. You could have had Prime Brock against the early AJ, Abyss, Kurt Joe, Angle again, Joe. Christian Cage. Scott Steiner. I mean, <laughs> mother what are, we, what are we doing here? Christopher Daniels? Yeah. Yeah. All of the above. Could have had matches with Brock in 2007, 2008, but no. For the love of fuck. God, she's an idiot. Oh, I would have been like oh. moving. But, but like, just, who are we cutting? But somehow she'll get the money to bring Bischoff and Hogan in 2010. We all see what that did to the country. There it is. God damn, I'd have been like, I'll find it. I'll find the money. Don't also, worry. You have oil. They had the money. <laughs> yeah, they had right. it. Uh, oil but, and TV. <laughs> but the one I'm picking is the one I forgot two weeks ago. <laughs> We're sticking in the year 1989. 
we're going to SummerSlam, and we're going to see Ravishing Rick Rude Ooh. defend the Intercontinental title against the Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior. With, with, the, with the underrated Tony Schiavone, Jesse the Body Ventura Ooh. commentary team. Oh. And this includes the, the infamous oh, line. Oh, yes. Oh, I guess you could just shoot him with a gun outside the ring, huh, Tony, you idiot? Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm picking it not just because of that, and not just because they're a really good team together there, but also because to prove that as much as he's a shitty wrestler and an even worse human being, the theory that Warrior never had any good matches is wrong. This is a perfectly good match. I will say Rick Rude somehow always was able to pull something out of Warrior. but I mean, he's Rick Rude. But uh, this is a fun match, so I'm looking forward to it. Where's, sure. that, where's that at? Uh, the Meadowlands. Gross. East Rutherford. Sucker. <laughs> so you're breaking out these old-timers there, uh, Corey, since yeah. you're in 1989 with Rick Rude and uh, The Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Last week, yeah. you discussed how you've been listening to uh, another show, and yes. they're doing their... They were, they're writing down their 100th greatest... WWE, WWE wrestlers, wrestlers of all time. all time. Yep. Have they finished that yet? Not yet. It's at the end of the mid December, you said, right? Like, we're sometime around in a Voting couple weeks ends or something. in a couple weeks. Yeah, you have okay, to submit so. your stuff then. So, you, I've been doing it yourself. Yes. And yep. you said you were struggling, but you've told us today. It's just such an undertaking. <laughs> that you have completed your 100. I have. But you and Mr. Rubel, uh, four hours ago, you're like, I can do my 20. you damn right. And you guys have done your top 20 favorite WWE superstars of all Not time. Not favorite. Not favorite. Not favorite. The greatest. Sorry, the greatest. Yeah. Greatest. Two different lists. Greatest. Uh, lists. Yeah. There's a lot of people on this list that aren't my favorite. Yeah. So the greatest. <laughs> so you're greatest. So you guys will be listing them off right now. Yeah, go. we're going to start at 20. Yep. And see where we go. You want to go first? Um, or want me to go first? You go first. Oh, yeah. You're... you're my number, under, undertaking. my number 20. And it took some work to beat some of the guys in the 20s to get him here. But I have Rey Mysterio. Is he on your list? He is not. Okay, well, I'll talk about Rey Mysterio for a minute. Uh, maybe the most, uh, with alongside Sheamus, I find him to be maybe the best TV worker in the last 25 years in WWE. Super solid, super dependable. He's, he's a legend. And he beat out some pretty tough competition to get into my top 20. Uh, but that's where I have him. Uh, I think you once famously said he was a top 10 worker of all time. Yes. I do believe so. I do believe so. Re- revolutionary. Uh, my That opinion killed Joe. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm good. I had a, a, a so, cramp in my okay. cheek. D- was it weird? I... I- I know that wasn't really an option, I guess. Was it weird that he went back to the mask when he came in? I'm glad he did. Was it weird? Uh, It was weird to me. It's weird, but as we've been watching in WWE, without the mask, there's something missing. That's fair. Um, Uh, Merch money. And I can't believe they... um, Vince has been smart enough to never toy with the idea of taking it off of him. Thank God. (laughs) Except for he fell off the ladder. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe the worst ladder match in the history of ever. Don't you worry about that. When he lost his eye. Let's not talk about that. Despite that, he still made my top twenty. Silver Surfer. Yeah. Well, like I when, said, there's been some bad. When did he come in? I'm always two thousand two. Two thousand two. He did come in too. Summer of two thousand two. In shape. Uh, in shape. <laughs> I'm always like fuzzy when he debuted. Yeah, and then, in fact, when they signed him, they were not expecting much. 
Uh, they had no idea what they were getting in terms of how important or talented he was. They just figured, oh, another cruiserweight for Jamie Noble to beat, and that'll be it. And then they quickly figured out, no, no, we have something more here. This is who we, this is who beat Jamie Noble repeatedly. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. Rey Mysterio. My number 20 uh, just made the cut here. I, Kurt Angle for me. You know what? Go ahead and talk about him because I have him at number 19. Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, not a super long run. He was came in in 99, 2000, 99? 99. And done by done 2006. By 2006. So not a super long run, but fuck was it impactful and maybe the greatest first year ever. And that takes that's a lot of that's a lot of competition. Goldberg famously had a had a pretty good one. The Rock or no because Rocky Man. The Rock's first year is terrible. Uh, yeah, I can't think of well, Brock might be the only one you can look at and be like, all right. And those two in, are just linked yeah. forever anyway. So yeah. But yeah, it's one they, of them. They, they're somehow from the same cloth. Like his first year is fucking bananas. Absolutely bananas. Yeah, it's great. It's all timer. Uh I agree with you. He's I can find number nineteen. <laughs> he caught on so quick. He was so good for so long. Um well, I mean, what can you really say about him? A natural almost we, I, almost nobody learns that quickly. No. I forgot how important and great he was in this stretch we're watching on the Monday Night War stories here at uh, NoCellEntertainment.com. There it is. Uh, which, I mean, if I prop that in, I mean, you guys should be happy because I never do that shit. Yep. So, uh, he, I'll tell you what, he kind of shoved Pedro Morales out of my top 20. Uh, and, same. And before, yeah, really? Same. See, and Pedro Morales was the first ever triple crown I was champ. like, Pedro probably should be in, but I was like, but man... The impact Kurt, Kurt made is he, yeah. so good. You can't you can't question it. He belongs there. So, so yeah. How about that? So who's your uh number nineteen? 19. Uh I struggled with the this this gentleman. I, I he was always in my twenty, not I don't think he never was close to the top ten for me. He was in the twenty. I was CM Punk. I have him higher. Uh again, uh not the longest run. Uh, had the longest title reign in decades until Brock beat it. Uh, but just uh, a cult hero. Yes. The likes has never been seen, will never be seen. Like it's his his like connection with the crowd. Not even just in Chicago, but just fans is very strange. It's why it's so strong. It's it's. It's weird. Right. It's super strong. And you're not wrong. That's a good hit. I have him at 12. Jesus. I actually have him at 12 because I find him to be, with the exception of a guy who is hovering around him in that list, the last of the guys who came in and made a difference. No. Uh, maybe not in terms of overall money, but in terms of perception, in terms of making a difference with the crowd, maybe in terms of being important. He's the last one that really made a difference, who mattered. Um, and, and he has a surprisingly, he's stable in the ring. Like there's a, He doesn't have like a top 10 list of all-time greats, but he's got a lot of really fucking good matches. Yeah. He's got, the match with Cena at Money in the Bank probably is one of my top 10 matches of all time, but then he's also got just a ton of other really solid, fun matches that I think get uh, ignored over time. 
Uh, so yeah, I have him as high as twelve. And then uh, outside, and then you factor in him holding a microphone. I yep. mean, Jesus Christ, dude! Like, yeah. So that's my nineteen. So Corey, who is your eighteen? My number eighteen is Chris Jericho. Is he on your list? He is. He is uh, seventeen for me. Oh well, let's talk about him now. Um, yeah. I think maybe, uh, without a doubt, the greatest inter- uh, debut, debut in history. Yep. Of. Um, after that first shaky hundred months, he got it, and he was super over to the point where he was believable as the Rock's number two mm-hmm. in two thousand. And at times, maybe a little more over in so, certain places. When SmackDown started, it was his show. Oh, yeah. No, he dominated his it. His show was SmackDown. He dominated it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the greatest debut, I mean, ever. Like, honestly, I can't think of anybody who topped it. Uh, well, they'll tell you now the shield, but no. No, not so, so much with that. Um just Flair, Flair's isn't bad. No, Flair's is good, but Jericho, I mean, the, the fever in that place. And then the first ever... Because they all, they all, everybody in the, the crowd knew it, which was weird, because yeah. I didn't, because I didn't, I wasn't on the internet then. Yeah. But they did a very good job of not showing Jericho signs until it, after he popped, Man, and then they showed sh- everything. We should still try that. Because there you, were you know hundreds they, of them. And you know what they don't do, uh, what they do nowadays is... Let's go, um, let's say uh, Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose has been gone for a year or so, whatever, when he was hurt. Comes back and, surprise, how does he do it? Uh, Seth Rollins, I have someone here who's here who's a lunatic. It's because like, they think Ryan's are fucking morons and you have to be reminded of shit. And, uh, he's got great matches all up and down. His Shawn Michaels feud in 2008 is one of the greatest feuds in company history, yeah. which had so many classic moments, promos, and matches. The next year, he almost outdoes it, not quite, but almost with the Rey Mysterio feud over the Intercontinental title. Um, but that comeback in 2008 period was just... Well, if he had just retired... He, that because he... Uh, <laughs> he might because be in the top 10. Jericho, <laughs> until maybe the beginning of AEW, Jericho knew how to evolve himself. Well, he still evolves himself all the time. He's still evolving. He's just not good. I'm not saying they're not as good as they were before AEW, but it was just like, comes back in 08, it's the save me, save me stuff, and then he puts the suit on, he doesn't talk. He's so good at that stuff. Mm -hmm. And the the, the Intercontinental title feuds with Benoit, the Shelton Benjamin matches that hold up incredibly well. Match with Triple H on Raw. The match would made tri- him in that company, and then the fully loaded match with Triple H. I mean, there's there's so much good that you can overlook the bad. Uh, for now, and, and with him, <laughs> for and, now, and with him, he's in, trying in WWE. <laughs> he's storming in WWE. There's not a lot of bad. No, no, and like a lot of the bad uh, isn't his fault. Yeah, it's, and we forgot uh, the list of friendship or the the list, and then the KO friendship. <laughs> That, that was the great. only good storyline that year in WrestleMania. Yeah. That, you know, and they got it, like, second match, eight minutes, whatever the fuck it was. It was terrible. Yeah. Second match so, of the night, they did, yeah. They did him dirty there. So he's comfortably my number 18. There okay. it is. Uh, so he was my he was my 17. So My number 17? Or yeah, so you're, really? you're 17. Okay. No, he was my 17. Oh, wait, my, sorry. Sorry, my 18. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I fucked up. So my 18 is Mankind slash Mick Foley. We'll talk about him in a couple minutes. So my 17. Yeah. This is where we get controversial on my end. I'm pretty sure we'll talk about him later in yours. Uh, Triple H. 
Yep. Okay. He's later on mine. Uh, who's your 17? Oh, Jericho. 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 So, so 16. my 16. Here's John Cena. Wow. He dropped all the way to 16 on mine. Significantly higher on yeah. mine. Well, we'll talk about him later. This is where I figured it's going to be controversial. So my numbers, uh, who's uh, your 16? So my 16. And again, this is greatest to not who I like. Yeah. For sure don't like this person. Uh, said this multiple times. Charlotte Flair. Wow. Uh, she, I'll be honest with you. She's in the 20s for me. Uh, no women made my top 20, but her and Sasha are both inside my top 20. Can I tell you who? Or uh, 23. So I had my list made up. I had, So I wrote down a list of just all the names that I wanted and then pared that down even further. I got down to 21. Okay. Not necessarily like where I like this person I'm going to say I would have ranked 21 because it's not. But I was like, of the two, who belongs in the 20? It was Trish. I was, I was deciding between Trish and Charlotte. Like, like, I think Becky is better than Charlotte. Yes. I think she is the greatest of all time. But for this company, what she has meant to this company, what she brings to this company, it's Charlotte Flair. I have full disclosure. I have, if I remember correctly, I have Charlotte Flair and Sasha back to back at like 23, 24. Yeah. Uh, I can't argue with that placement. She's easily been the most pushed, the most lauded, the most um, revered. And but I may not, I may not be a huge fan of her, but she backs it up in the ring. She's had a lot of memorable matches. She stands out when she comes out. It looks like a star has entered the place. Um, yeah, I think she, she's she's got it. Overrated in the ring. But she's not bad in the ring. She's no, she's good. She's, yeah, she's very. She, I will say she's very good, not yeah, great. Correct. That's that's exactly how I'd put it as well. Yes, I wouldn't say she's above average. That's mean, but uh, she's very good in the ring. That's a very that's good Mike way Sanders. to put it. Oh, here, SOL. Uh, so you know my that, ah, so that was your sixteen, right? Yeah, and your sixteen was so, Cena. Yeah. Okay. So my fifteen. I don't think he made your list, and I, that I can get it. Uh, Bob Backlund. He did. Oh, he did? Is he higher? He's higher. Okay, well, go on. Who's your 15? Checking the list. Checking it twice. Sorry, I'm also writing on Corey's so I can oh, compare okay. the two lists. Yeah. Uh, my 15 is the Rated R Superstar Edge. Who? He did not make my top he 20. He did not so make your ahead. top 20. Go ahead. Uh... His, I got to be honest, uh, it's not the main factor, but a huge factor is just the longevity. I know he yeah. did miss a huge chunk of time at the end. I get that. But when he showed up in 98, Eight. kind of here, and then full-time for sure, 99, when mm-hmm. they really took off as Edge and Christian, uh, was a fucking staple mainstay mm-hmm. for the next 15 years. And they clearly had plans for him. From day one, he was the dude they picked in that team. He was the Sean in that team. King of the Ring to 2001. Wrong, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. Uh, multiple Intercontinental title reigns, tag I team I mean, just like the, the amount of championship reigns in gen- is just insane. For better or worse, popularized the money in the bank idea. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. If they'd have given it to anyone else in that match, it would not have worked the same. Yep. It needed to be him as that character. Pulling it off and making it something that unfortunately they could run into the ground twenty years later. There it is. Um, 
We had the greatest match of all time with Randy Orton. We can we all <laughs> we all know that. Of yep. course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the return at the 2020 Royal Rumble is the stuff of legend. I mean, phenomenal. Um, if it had stopped there, it would have been the fucking great. The feud with Cena was fucking phenomenal. I think it's Cena's best feud. I do too. I think it's it not just Punk. I think I think it out could just because there was more of it. Yep. There just wasn't enough. Uh, again, not those two's fault. It should have yep. been WrestleMania that year. I think his feud was Cena's top notch. I think he was smarter than everybody else when he volunteered to go over to SmackDown and become the world champ there instead of stay on Raw and became the dude. Yep. And then you know, the whole love triangle was a big fucking deal, man. It got over. It got over. It was a real as real it can get, and they. Did something smart and turn it into money. I will say, outside of the WrestleMania match, I went back and watched it lately. The feud with Taker doesn't hold up quite as much. Yeah. The matches, um, the WrestleMania one does, and the Hell in a Cell at SummerSlam is good. But the rest of them, there's just something missing from all of them. And I, you know, I get your uh, opinion on this. Hmm? I think I figured out what it is for me. Yeah. I know they, they worked hard to make him a main event guy, but I just don't think he was believable against Taker. I, I can see guy. that. He's he's small. He's, he's small. He's tall, so he's got that going for him. But he's but he's not bulky. Like a, a Taker just came off that hellacious one year feud with Batista, which was awesome and had a lot of great matches. And the matches with Edge were good, but it was always just like uh, you know you're just like, he's probably honestly bigger than CM Punk, but CM Punk has such a different look about him that it it works. And he works matched against the take against Taker, right? And it, uh, Edge, I think, always worked. Opposite what he maybe should have. Like, he was always trying to do, like, early on, he was faster and tried to do the moves with the Hardys and shit when, with his length. And it's like maybe he should have been trying to do a little bigger guy stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's no, no one's going to confuse him with Kevin Nash or yeah. Taker, but I don't know. I just, that stuff didn't really work. And then after that, it's hit and miss, honestly, because of injuries just mounted up and mounted up. But he's, he's, uh, I think he was my. You know, through 07, he is just, yeah. I mean, fucking great. He's great. And, he and again, one of the guys in a, in a time where nobody wanted to be a bad guy, that motherfucker committed to being a heel. Dude. And got heel heat. Um, dude. That dude. He was really Jesus, good. man. So, Joe, so, yeah. we're uh, 25% of the way through our list. What do you think so far of our lists? Any surprises? You, uh, I'm, I'm, we're Cena being so yeah. low yeah, on so his. Low. Nope. Um, I'm uh, honestly surprised that you have Backlund on yours, but we'll get to him. It, you know, the Cena stuff, it's what I told you guys last yeah. week was really eye-opening for me. Yeah. And I was like, God, it just I can't justify him over some other guys. Uh, so that was your... That was my 15. 15. 15. My 14 is Mick Foley. There it is. So, yeah. Bang, bang. A little bit higher than mine, so yeah. Uh, why, uh, why that high for him? Uh, because more than anybody else on the list, he literally killed himself for the company. Yeah. I mean, it's not, he took multiple years, not just off his career, but probably his, his life, life in the in And it's not that like quality of life. His quality, sure. of, life. His quality of life is going to be horrific. And Which actually, he's already said it's, it's starting, starting to, starting to do it's that. It's starting to mess with him. We yeah. were all hoping cause like he's so intelligent. He's so well-spoken and he does such a good job of like maintaining his brain health. But it's it's catching up. He said that's one of the main reasons he does the stand up tours. Yeah, is to keep his brain strong. But, but it's, it's catching it's, up. It's starting to catch up. Yeah. Um. There's very little bad. In terms, I mean, and first of all, he's got four iconic characters in WWE: yeah. Mankind, and there's two versions of Mankind. Even mm-hmm. Dude Love, Cactus Jack, and Mick Foley himself. All of them very over. So that's 
says a lot right there. I mean, the three faces of Holy the Rumble was fucking phenomenal. That's one of the better memes. It's of, like so when the guys good. Whispering in the girl. So what he did was he came out three different times. Probably thinking about another woman. He's just thinking about three faces of Foley. <laughs> three faces of Foley. Yeah. Uh, the sit down interview with Jim Ross that really made him a star in '97. The three uh, faces of Foley. I love that, those storylines. That the promos with Jr. Yeah, and then of course the Cactus Jack debut in Madison Square Garden when nobody thought they'd nobody thought they'd know who he is. Well, Vince didn't think anybody would know who he was. Pat. Mm-hmm. And uh, they and did. I, not Pat, but Bru- or Bruce. They, they did. Yeah, well, they Turns definitely out. knew. They definitely knew. And, and I mean, then, of course, winning the title the first time. Which you have, you yeah. know, he didn't need to win it, but I mean, but, it's an all-time classic moment. And after what he did for them, yeah, and especially at Hell in a Cell, it's like, yeah, let him have his gold ring. I'm fine with it. The Commissioner Foley stuff was great until they Thought made great. it too much of a soapy soap opera. Yeah. Yeah, I just he gave too much to not include him, and I think I think that's probably where I landed on it as well. He just more than outside of somebody who did. I mean, he didn't make the top twenty. So outside of Owen, mm-hmm. who literally gave his life, right? Um, you know, what else can you ask of that dude? He is such mm-hmm. a great ambassador for that company. Mm-hmm. Still, somehow, yep. for how they treat him, and he still. Goes and, to bat for them, and but he's also he's taking them to task too when need be, which has pissed them off. But that's just a man who has his morals. <laughs> and that's the thing is like he's a a genuinely good fucking dude. Yeah. Yep. He's a genuinely. Good he's guy. not storming the capital anytime soon. No. Mm. So yeah, that's my fourteen. Okay, so my fourteen, yeah, that's where I'm at. Is the big dog Roman Reigns. Hmm. Didn't make my top 20. I had a feeling he wouldn't. Uh, and I mean, yes, full disclosure, it's mostly because of the very recent run where he has killed it. Killed it. He has not only solidified stuff, has solidified himself as the man. Shout out to Becky Lynch. Uh, Matches are good. I think he has solidified himself more as the top guy in the company than Cena ever did. I will say I prefer Which his... It's hilarious because Cena's uh, significantly higher than he is in my list, but... I prefer his top guy stuff to Cena. I, pre- I think he... And I think he exudes being a top guy more than Cena did. He is. Like, he... He is a star when yeah. he comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. He's in my 20s again. I give him another two years, he's going to bounce a lot higher. Um, but, yeah, he's... Uh, He's battled through a lot. Uh, I'm talking about coming back for some shit. Yeah, not just the leukemia, but bad booking, sabotaging there in every particular way. Suffering succotash. Right? Like, he's come through a lot. He was the mute third dude in a a very over group. Yeah. And he He just said, believe that. That's all he said. The dude. He was obviously their chosen one from the group from day one, but well, because uh, he was the switch, right? Because Punk wanted Ambrose, yeah. Rollins, and Hero. Hero, and they were like two yeah. to three or five. Two. You're getting range though, yeah. And there was absolutely right. Call. They were right. They were right, and they were right to pick him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, they, but at least they understood it was going to be a work in progress for a couple of years. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. He's on a different level right now. Uh, we're thirteen, right? Thirteen. Yep. Daniel Bryan did not make my twenty. 
Daniel Bryan made my 20 based almost solely on two things. One, with the exception of CM Punk, from that era, he was by far their most dependable guy in terms of you stick him on TV, he's not going to fuck anything up. He's going to give you a good match. He's going to give you a good promo. He's not going to shit the bed. And the fans want him. And the fans want him. Fans love him. that's the second reason he made the list. The crowd, uh, not just in one city, but... The, and that wasn't meant to be a side swipe at anybody. But in not just in one city, the entire fucking WWE universe, I hate that fucking term, um, uh, changed a complete WrestleMania card because they said, no, he's the guy, and we're not going to accept anything else. And when the entire fan base like does that to the company... On the biggest show of the year. Because, I mean, they paid a lot of money for Batista to come back, and they shit all fucking over. I mean, first of all, you made him a heel, which is asinine to me. <laughs> but, uh, hey, he's, he's a he's a superhero in a Marvel movie. I got an idea. Make him a heel. Batista. He even offered... Uh, that's, a, that's a different story. And he's not in my top 20. But uh, they had to change everything. He was going to work Sheamus at 30. Again, again, the third WrestleMania in a row. For they were like, weren't they years. tweeting about it? like, hey, yeah. Yeah. we'll just do it again. Fuck yeah. it. After over fifty years, that's yeah, a tradition like any other. It was going to be him and Sheamus yeah. again, and the crowd just said no. And he gave two great matches that night, yeah. and then for what happened in that show when Taker lost, that crowd needed that they, so bad. They needed him to win. They had to have. I him mean, win at that point, that episode of Raw where the fans. Like I surround guess. the ring, yeah. storm the storm Dude, the ring. How fucking crazy is that? That was so well done. Holy shit, so dude! Powerful. It's one of the best raw segments ever, I think. And can you imagine the tone? I just got goosebumps thinking about it. Can you imagine the tone of WrestleMania 30 if Taker loses and then like Batista wins or oh or retains? You might. That might have <laughs> been the closest. Current wrestling came to a territory, right? Right. It would have been because like, remember nope. Rumble in Philly, where they, they wanted it so bad to, for Brian, and through no fault of his own, Ray got completely dumped on. Ray, the nicest Ray Mysterio. Guy. I mean, they <laughs> shit all over him, Mister White Knight. You know, Mister Never. <laughs> and you would have thought fucking. O.J. Simpson came out driving the bloody glove Bronco. It's a different story, but that company did Ray Dirty that night. They sacrificed him on purpose. Yeah. They were like, okay, he's the namby-pamby number one good They're guy. They're not going to boo Ray. They fucking they sacrificed his ass. Yeah, they did. Um, I kind of want to watch that rumble again, i got to be honest. I kind of just want to watch that Because of again. that whole run, and then the next year when he came back and won the Intercontinental title, and the plan was to make the U.S. and Intercontinental important on different shows, and Cena had the U.S. Open Challenge, but Brian got hurt. And he couldn't do it with the Intercontinental title. Uh, very similar to Edge, when he had to retire, God, that it tore the crowd apart, dude. I mean, Ref Aubrey crying in the front row. Fucking that! Then his retirement speech was so good on Raw. Oh my God, it was so good. Fighting through everything to come back, and then they botched that as about as bad as, as they possibly we said could. they would. We said they would fuck it up, and they but- did. He did course correct with the peep, the planet's champion, yeah, and the hemp belt, and <laughs> yeah. that stuff was great. Loved See it. the hemp belt, so much better than Triple B. Yeah, right. So much better. That stuff was fantastic. He gifted, and I don't mean to say this in a negative because I I like Kofi Kingston, and I actually think he's a talented wrestler. But so he's, he's not in your top twenty. But no, he's not. <laughs> but he is gift- he in your top hundred. 
Yes, he's in the top okay. 100. Okay. He gifted. 99. Com- no. 99. I think he's in the top 50, to be honest. There's enough meat on the bone there. Him and Ziggler. Who, <laughs> who is your 100? Do you remember? Ooh, no. I'd have to go back. And- okay. I was curious. Uh, he gifted Kofi Kingston the perfect title win. Mm-hmm. I gave that match four and three quarter stars. I fucking love that match. And and I'm, Kofi more, more than held up his end of the bargain. But that was a Daniel Bryan masterclass. And then we saw the rest of the title reign. So, That's, man. So, yeah, I think Daniel Bryan is far more important than people think he is in the last 30 years of that company. So, yeah, he, uh, he didn't make my top 20, uh, but he was on the cusp. Consideration. I did consider it. That makes sense. So who's your 13? So my 13 is where we're talking about him now is Triple H. Okay. My number 17. Okay, yeah. There is so much to consider with Triple H. A lot, lot of good. But a lot but of bad. a lot of bad. What dragged him down for me. And that's me, why he's where he's at on my list. And that's where he's at on my list. Where that's why he's where he's at there. objectively, all things equal, he's easily top 10. Yeah. Easily fucking top 10. He... I I I never. People will say he's one of the worst wrestlers ever. I don't agree with that at all. I think he's, he's a damn the, good wrestler. He's one of the best for me. I think he's good at storytelling. They, they think it's slow plotting and self serving. That's called working. It's called storytelling. Uh, when <laughs> when I was younger, so like ten to like fourteen, right? Yeah. Of course, I'm into all the baby faces. Mm-hmm. He is the only heel that I liked. And go ahead, sorry. Because. And this is the only guy I ever equated this to. I never thought of anybody else's matches like this. Just his. When he botched something, you never knew it was a botch. He worked it immediately into the match. And also, he didn't botch really anything. He's Not fucking hard, great. He's, he's, he's really good. But when he did, it, he's like, this is what happened. You can't, you know, there's this thing as a uh, mistake in art. It's just part of the painting. You know what I mean? Very few of the greats can do that. I give, like... I love his 99 when he turns and it becomes all about him when he becomes the game. And the first six months of summer SmackDown are just built around him. It's, it's, it's his, him and Jericho. Yeah. I have, he's fantastic. Triple H, I think is triple H is in my top 10. Okay. Of favorite. Yeah. Not greatest. This is my favorite. When, if, when, when we do a 10 count, he, but he's right. He's a, a cusp. I'm he's on to think the cusp. If he's in my top 10 of favorites. He might be, yeah. I don't know. But for Triple H, he's like this to me with Jarrett. Growing up, when you were the heel, fucking despised him. But when he's the baby face, you're like, now I get it and I love it. He, in 2000, he's, I mean, Rock holds the fort down while Austin's gone. But to me, it's Triple H that really carries it. Uh, He's pretty much figured from beginning to end and important shit and it matters. The love triangle with Stephanie and Angle had the opportunity to take business to a new level, but they immediately botched it at the very end. Um, but, and then, like, not to be to overlook that part, the stuff with Stephanie at the beginning was great. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. I mean, the wedding is, <laughs> it ages terribly. However, at the time. Dad. Like, um, the whole beginning of their storyline is so good. What hurts him with me is sometimes he follows his tendencies and they're bad. The quad tear in 2001 was heroic. He finishes the match. He's going to come back a huge baby face. And he does in Madison Square Garden. Oh, That's God. a moment. Mm-hmm. But he wants to be a hill. He's not comfortable being a baby face. It's the Ric Flair syndrome. And some people aren't. Yeah. 
So MJF within months, they won. within months he's back to being a heel, and it's an opportunity lost. Yeah, they they botched that badly, and and then like there's two <laughs> because in O two you gotta think like they were pretty much losing Austin. The Rock they is lost Austin. They lost about the to go. Like they needed a face. Brock's unproven. Yep, and Triple H didn't cut it. Unfortunately, facts are facts. I like him. But business went down immeasurably when he was the focal point in 2002, 3, 4. When he was the focal point of Raw, mm-hmm. it nosedived. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. That counts against him. Oh, that's a big nosedive. Yep. It's a huge <laughs> nosedive. Ha ha. That's what you did. And then the, the <laughs> I don't count the nepotism against him as much. They fell in love. It's I, legit. They're still together. And yeah. You can tell they're happy together, too. Yeah. It's, it's not a force like... I only married her for the power. I don't think it was like a dark plan. Like no, it's just they fell in love, and I'm sure it wasn't. It wasn't a turnoff that she's I'm, the boss's yeah, daughter. Yeah, I'm sure he's. But he's used. <laughs> he's it, not stupid. He's used it to his advantage. Uh, the I liked it at the time, but the DX retro stuff from 2006 on, not great. Not great. That, that's Bob. A, that's against him. Not great. Um, but yeah, once uh, he got away from DX, later his career, like of course you know the the stuff with Taker. Was just, I mean, those are great matches. Great, twenty eight, great matches. I fuck. That's the best match on the card, by the way. Sorry, Rock and Cena. I mean, um, once in a lifetime, or twice. <laughs> once in a lifetime, twice. Once a year. Once uh, a year. So yeah, no, he's. There's just enough enough to count against him to drag him down a little. Yeah, but he's definitely. I mean, he's easily in the top twenty. Yeah, he's fantastic. So that's my seventeen. You're thirteen. Yep. So your twelve was CM Punk. My twelve was CM Punk covered. Yep. So my twelve. Maybe controversial for placement for some people. Jeff Mack. The Undertaker. We'll talk about him in a couple minutes. Ooh. All right. Uh, my number 11. It surprised me he's this high. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton. I'm above John Cena. Wow. Let that sit there for a minute. I think he um, he got a bad rap for his attitude. And it really carried against him with a lot of people in terms and nope. fans too. Self deserved. I oh, mean, no, he, he had a he horrific it. attitude, but it improved. He found. I love the fact that he's mellowed down with the family, with his wife, the second wife. Second that's wife. great. Um, well, well, also he found weed. Yeah, that too. He found Matt Riddle and <laughs> mellowed the fuck out. <laughs> but I think he, looking back now that it's been, and then yes. He debuted in 2002 That's on the 20, main roster. It's 20, it's 20, 20 years. years. And he was good almost from the start. He's like, like he, 22 for me. He was he was fucking right there for he's, me. He's not quite Kurt Angle where it was like a natural from day one. But he got good really quick. I mean, it, it's not surprising that Triple H saw him and thought, that's going to be a star. I'm going to put him in evolution. It's, it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. It was a mystery. <laughs> yeah, right? He has <laughs> some bad... And not yeah. just the attitude, but the Bray Wyatt feud, which started out good. I loved when he joined the Wyatt family. Then they burn a house. Yeah. It was just the burning down, and after that, that it kind of fell off the rolls. The, uh, so I always think of two things when I think of Randy Orton. Two things. One is, and Corey can speak to this because of the people you've seen in your life, the fans, the people. He maybe has the greatest drop kick in the history, in the history of wrestling when he was younger. His drop kick yeah. was just. You literally can't teach it better. He would get so high. Yeah, no, it's, um, he's got a great drop kick. And the uh, probably not anymore. Not so much. It's the power slam. The storyline with Triple H and Stephanie. I 
I loved that storyline. That was a great storyline. That again, they bumbled. They bumbled, you know, because you know but, they do that. But the story where he like was not where he DDT'd her then kissed when her. She's, oh when my he's, god! When dude. Triple H is handcuffed and he DDT's her and kisses her. Holy shit! Molten hot. He, oh, oh my god! god. That was fantastic. The, I mean, the Legend Killer shit when he started was the Legend great. Killer stuff was great. Uh, rated RKO was good. I forgot to mention that about it. Was Edge. a good tag team. Um, that's just I mean the RKO. It's so iconic. It's better than I'm cutter. <laughs> it's so iconic. He gets it. Out. He comes up with very interesting ways to put it on. Shout out to Kobe Kingston bringing it back. Yeah. Took the greatest RKO in the history of ever. Um, and he's just super. He's so good. He's super solid. And has been for so long that I think people forget how great he is. He's one of the very few like sons that he got the talent to. Yeah, because so cause, many of them uh, don't. Because Cowboy Bob Orton is... Okay, I, you... Uh, what the hell is his name? Bobby Duncan? Yeah. Mm. I'm a big fan of Cowboy Bob. I think he's fantastic. Randy's better. Is his arm healed? Yeah, just still broken. <laughs> nah, still, still cast. Still, still, still cast it up. Still got that cast. Uh, Randy's better. And that tight suit, that tight power slam. The uh, Scares the shit out of me. The feud... Okay, he had a rough couple years in 09-10. Hmm? That feud with Cena wasn't great. Uh... Uh, which feud? Is that the one that went from 2007 to about 2017? Is that yes, what you're that talking one. about? Uh, but particularly in 2000, never fucking ended. Particularly in 2009, when, which is like after the WrestleMania stuff, I'm not a big fan of Orton in 09 because it's like they tried to, you you need to be a viper. He's slithering everywhere, and it's it's just not quite. He, he When he tells, when he curtails that shit again, he becomes great again. The feud with Christian in 2011 is all time. Match. It's one all time. more match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the real feud of the year that year. I mean, Cena and Punk got the press, and it should deserve it. But that's the feud of the year. It's and it was fantastic. So fucking good, dude. Um, Who was his best opponent? All time? Yeah. Holy crap. Um, He's got a lot of good feuds. Because it's not Cena. No. Cena and him don't have great chemistry, I find. It might be Christian. Damn. Those matches were smooth as silk. <laughs> they all told different stories, and they all delivered. So good. Uh, he had good chemistry with a man who shall not be named. We throw that out there too. <clears throat> that was good. Um, yeah. Speaking of someone who shouldn't be named, he wanted me to add that name to my list. I was like, no. Yeah, I figured. Get the fuck out of here. No. I figured. I was like, too fair. It's like uh, 30s for me. Yeah. He's there. But. Uh, he'd be in the 20s or 30s for me, but he's not on the list. Um, yeah. No, Orton. I, I was. I was surprised when I was done thinking about everything. I was yeah. like. Yeah, I'm comfortable putting him at this level. He's to me, he's just outside the top ten all time. He's a great worker. He was like yeah, like twenty one for me probably. Yeah. I mean, he was right there. He's so good. So my number eleven, interesting one for Joe here. Shane Douglas. Well, I mean, we can't say number one yet. <laughs> okay. Vince McMahon. Oh. I contemplated. This is probably the guy I contemplated the hardest on. He did not make my list of the top twenty. Uh. He's so in the 20s. He wasn't even a consideration to me until we talked about it off air last week. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, God damn, he is. He's the greatest heel of all time in that company to me. Outdoing God, my man. number two greatest heel of all time, who also was just made missed the list. We're talking in the 20 to 25, and yeah. that's Roddy Piper. Yep. Um, those two are the greatest awesome. heels in the history just of the company. Just missed my list, too. Yeah. yeah. And, Vince, and Vince has him beat. Vince is such a piece of shit. 
But because in real life he's a piece of shit, and so yeah. he just kind of carried it to camera. And but he shows ass. He's not afraid to get his. Bah, bah. That's something I wish Stephanie would have learned. She can do the first part, but sure, she never show her ass. That'd be, yeah, that'd be great in the wrestling parlance. Oh, well, that's not as fun. She never gets her comeuppance. Just with Brie. Yeah, it was the only time. Yeah, uh, which is weird. Must have just liked Brie. I guess. Uh, Vince's God. Let me ask you a question. Does uninterest. Does the Attitude Era pop off like it does if Brett still leaves, Austin still explodes, but the Mr. McMahon thing never happens? No, I think the the Austin McMahon angle is what made the Attitude Era. I think That's without I that, it honestly, it could have worked if Brett stayed. If you had the two competing ideologies of wrestling with Austin and Brett, that actually could have worked. That could have been spearheaded the Attitude Era. Was it did in 97. But with him leaving, you needed that. And there yeah. was nobody else on that roster who could verbally stay with him in a yeah. heel faction. McMahon made that era. He just missed the top 20 for me. Because there's nothing... There's nothing, like, stereotypical babyface about Steve Austin, but the McMahon character made it that. He... Everybody wants to punch their boss in the face. Generally speaking, I don't. I actually like my boss. But you know, it never. Everybody wants to punch the boss in the face, and he fucking got to. He became that working class hero that he was as close to Dusty as this fucking generation got. Yep. I don't think. I don't think. Sorry to say, I don't think it pops because I I have a suspicion that. Because who does Austin feed with? Because here's what I think. This what if if Brett stays. And McMahon leaves the table and becomes McMahon that he you know what he wants to become. I think we get Brett and or we get Austin and Vince working together already. Yeah, like yeah, we get that. Super, we probably would have sped that up. We would have gotten that. We were we. I don't think we would have got. We would have gotten Austin McMahon, but not for the full year. It'd be like the six months, and then <laughs> then they team up. You know, they or is Brett and. Uh, Vince teaming up, you know, who one of those two will be teaming up with uh, Vince, and it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. And if I, if that happened, you know, what what's crazy is that I agree with Corey that he's the greatest heel in this company. But mm-hmm. it's funny that it happened by accident because he just became the greatest heel by being a complete uh, ass and just lying about the Brett situation on yeah. camera, mm-hmm. just being just completely just about disingenuous about it. Yeah. yeah. And then saw the reaction. He was like smart enough to be like, "Okay, score. We'll just we'll just go with this, I guess." And he, but he was also smart at the time, which he lost the ability to do later on. Even though he saw there was millions to be made in that character, he still slow burned the turn. <laughs> he wasn't just Mister McMahon. No chance in hell the next week because he was still on commentary a little bit. Yeah, yeah he'd quit by that time. He, was he done by that time? He, yeah, he didn't, he didn't do commentary after the screw job anymore. But he was still just the owner, but but it was like it took all the way until the week before WrestleMania for him to flat out say, I don't want Austin as champion. Yeah. I mean, they really slow burned it, which was smart. Um, I wish they still did that either side. Um, but yeah, no, he's just outside. But again, can't argue with it. So so we are on to the, the top, 10. top 10. Here we go. My number 10 is The Undertaker. Okay. So he's 12 for me. So he's right, so, right pretty close. And honestly, if my number 11 was maybe a 
stronger selection for me, they may have switched. Yeah. Because they're so much bad. I mean, we're famously in the, in the war stories uh, where he just got to the decade of destruction. There's about a decade of trash television. It's garbage. There's there's a lot of great and good, but there's a lot of bad. And and I think that affects his standing more so than anybody else on the list. There's just so much bad. Is there is there a character or a performer, however you want to phrase it, that had such a drastic shift? Like, for, I guess I'll, I'll put it in, in for me. When Paul Bear is not with him, there is something drastically missing with that. I just do not connect with it the same way I do that Paul Bear is there. Paul Bear helps him. That, that's, yeah. I liked it at the time. Boy, I looked back at the American Badass era oh. now. I was like, ooh, what were they thinking? I always hated it. I always thought it was stupid. I liked it because I was like, okay, you need to do something else. Uh, it's stale. The dead man thing is, I think after the ministry in 99, what else are you going to fucking do with that character? So, I mean, they had to do something. Ministry 2.0. But I don't know. You've done it now. I prefer, I prefer American Badass 2.0 where the hair is cut and it's just like he's booger red. As Jim (laughs) Ross insisted on calling him on TV for like a year. Booger red. Thanks, Jim. Um, So you're putting Tyler over as always. But you can't discount what he's meant to the company. He's the second greatest attraction of all time in WWE history. Um, do you agree that uh, with the, the theory that he's McMahon's greatest creation? Yes, I do. Because he didn't create Hulk Hogan. Nope. He didn't create Randy Savage or Steve Austin nope. or The Rock. He, he'll take credit for no, it. That's true, so. Yeah. Again, another guy who takes credit for it. The doy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's easily McMahon's greatest creation. That's so, true. are we going to have heat in Japan with neither one of us, or I guess you having Taker in 10, but not any higher than 10? I think it's just perfect for him. I think he stayed a couple years too long to prostitute his legacy. Um, like, how do you not leave after Brock? And no. then how do you not leave after Roman? No. How do how do you, do you, I still maintain. Or after the cell, he should have left. He should have left in 2012 after 28. When those, with Triple H in the cell. Those three are off the stage. Yep, that, yep. That's the moment. Call it a day. But then, fine. He doesn't, whatever. Was it WrestleMania 32? Was oh, it? him and Shane? Him and Roman was 33. That one was not great. Where's the one where they left? He left his shit in the ring. 33. No. Uh, yeah, 33. After Roman. <clears throat> after Roman. 33. If you don't want to leave after before that, fine. But right there, I mean... You got a second chance to do it right. You fuck it up again. And to think about it, that's actually the perfect time to quit because they did tell a story with that match. And the story was the gunslinger's out of ammo. It's Roman's yard now. He can no longer do the stuff. It's not working on Roman. He's uh, three steps behind. It's it's a humbling story to tell on his end. But this match does have a story to it. Um, That would have been the time to go. God. But no, but he has a lot of good stuff. I mean, the Hell in the Cells and the they created so many gimmicks around him. I never get to see that entrance life. The Taker entrance, I never get to see it. I saw the American Badass one, which was lame. You know, it's the second greatest live entrance I've ever seen. Never seen it live. Did you ever see it live, Joe? The Dead Man entrance. Dead Man entrance. Yeah, a couple times. God Uh, damn it, man! It lives up to the hype. Saw him when he faced um, 
Big Show at No Mercy. Yep. Saw him uh, when uh, him and Sean met face to face after. Uh, oh, nice. Um, nice. Taker burned his face off in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Mine aren't so great. <laughs> so. I saw him in a handicap match against Mark Henry and the Great Cully. It's uh, <laughs> sort of the same. <laughs> um, uh, saw him at SmackDown when uh, he kidnapped uh, Paul Heyman and put him in a freezer. <laughs> Like, so, yeah. like we said, a lot of bad. A lot of bad. A lot of bad. A lot of bad. Remember the time he murdered Paul Bear? Because Paul Heyman had him tussle the Dudley Boys? Yep. So he buried Paul Heyman in cement? Cement. And then for, then Undertaker wins to save Paul Heyman. He's like, nah, deuces, dude. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So I never, um, I never saw Taker's live, like the Dead Man one. I never saw I never saw Austin appear like in person as Stone Cold. I saw I Stunning Steve ten times. I never saw Stone Cold. No, Austin. I went to a Raw in February 2004 where the show opened... With McMahon, Bischoff, Heyman, Brock, Goldberg, and Austin in the ring. I mean, Jesus Christ. Right? Jesus fuck. Didn't, uh, nope, not to that Holy one. fuck. Yeah, it was ridiculous, dude. I was like, holy fuck, so, this yeah, is awesome. I really wish I could have seen that Taker entrance once. That it was fucking cool, dude. Like I said, the second best entrance I've ever seen. Triple H's is the first. There my, is my, something about when Motorhead hits. i that one. My when, favorite. Oh, go ahead. Motorhead hits. And he's on the rope doing this, and the yeah. flash bulbs are going off. Goosebumps. My, my favorite Triple H thing is I've seen him a couple times because No Mercy was him and Hardy. And uh, the first Raw I ever went to, it, it was a dark match. And it was him and I want to say it was like him and Cena versus like Randy, uh, Henry, and like someone. It was like a handicap match, right? And like during the dark of, uh, during the dark match, Triple H music starts playing. And Triple H looks at the apron and is like, I'm already down here! I'm already here! You know what I did on? I did the fake spit thing and then yeah. in the middle of the match, get up on the yeah. rope and uh, do all your poses yeah. in the middle of the match. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Undertaker's my 10. So my 10, and this is granted uh, more for Corey so he can talk more about this. Uh, Bob Backlund, that's where I had, I had Backlund at 10. So now we can talk about old Bobby Bob. Let's talk about Bob. Bob Backlund is maybe the most polarizing. Polarizing is an excellent term. <laughs> I was also going to say, I mean, she knows the second wrestler behind franchise. Misaligned, like uh, mis- misunderstood, misunderstood, underappreciated. Big name in WF history. Is he underappreciated slash overhyped? It's a combination of both, maybe. It's like we said, polarizing. It's weird. Yep. Backlund's weird. You can't discount. That they they had he had a successful yeah. six year championship reign. Yeah, I want to repeat that. How long was that? Six year championship reign, and they were successful. Jesus Christ! They weren't losing money. That's so long. That's so long. A lot of people will say, "Oh, but the undercard was loaded." It's New York territory. The undercard was always loaded. I, yeah, but Bruno gets credit for his. Hogan gets credit for his. Why what? doesn't Bob get credit for right. his? Something doesn't add up there. He's white. Yeah, whatever. Hogan, brother. Well, brother, brother, brother. Well, Hogan's tan. Yeah. Bob Backlund is white as fuck. Bruno's olive? Anyway. So, he has a successful reign. Uh, up until mm, April 83, he's monster over. By around April, May 83, the bloom is coming off the rose. Yeah. But it's it's weird too because he changed his look. 
He went from the Bob Backlund. Everybody knew he 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 dropped weight. Mm-hmm. He shaved his head. Mm-hmm. He put on a collegiate gear out of nowhere for no reason. Just out of nowhere, just changed being Bob Backlund to prototype varsity club guy, and the crowd didn't take to it. I mean, and from there on, it got a little old. And then you knew Junior had taken over, and Hogan was coming in. To his credit, Vince wanted him to when he lost the belt. He did the favor. He mm-hmm. dropped his iron sheet. He put over Hogan on TV. Mm-hmm. Vince wanted him to turn heel and dye his hair and feud with Hogan. And he wouldn't do it because he said, uh, no, I've, I'm a role model. Yeah, no. There's kids who actually look up to me. I'm not going to just become a dirty, cheating heel. And one to lose on top of that. I'm not yeah. going to beat him. Um, you would think if I'm, like, if I'm winning, but I'm not. So no. Yeah. So he leaves. Uh, does... Not much of anything. He starts coaching children's wrestling. Did he like legitimately 80s. run for office? In the 90s, yes. Yeah. He, um, by the way, I have his biography. It's a really good book. Yeah. Really interesting. Um, but he doesn't do much of anything. He's kind of disillusioned with wrestling. He coaches men's or children's wrestling, or Greco-Roman or stuff like that. In the late 80s, out of nowhere, he just pops up in like, shoot fighting Japanese promotions and starts doing that. <laughs> All of a sudden you're like, why is Bob Backlund shoot headbutting people in Japan out of nowhere? What is happening here? Uh, honestly, the answer is then the question is just Bob Backlund, <laughs> yeah. really. And then he, he comes back and he's cold as fuck. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, in 1993, you brought back a guy who's acting like it's still 1983. It goes over like a wet fart. He has a great Rumble performance in 93, though. He's the Iron Man. He has good house show matches with Owen Hart and people like that when Owen turns heel. But the next year, he turns heel. And the crazy Bob Backlund shit starts, and he actually gets a fucking title reign. Which, I find it odd that in the... Right in the heart of the new generation tagline where they don't have old wrestlers because WCW had Hogan and Savage and all that, that Bob Backlund wins the world title. Um, I he, just think about Diesel beating him in like 10 seconds. He was originally, he was to get a one year run. That's Gross. what Vince told him. Gross. But uh, they changed their mind and three days later. Thank God. And he, but he went along with it. He did. He was a pro. Kick, powerbomb, pin. Yep. Um, I, I've done research. I think his, he's very underappreciated for that run. I mean, uh, Jericho just cosplaying Bob Backlund when he yeah. came back. When he came back, he was just a more level-headed, crazy Bob Backlund. Yeah. Um, that 80s run, uh, he had great feuds with Greg Valentine and Pat Patterson and Adrian Adonis and Don Morocco. And, I mean, he had just great series. Uh, phys- he, he was way strong. He was one of those guys where his strength is underrated, core strength. I mean, that motherfucker was as strong as an ox. I think he's underappreciated and undervalued in their history. He definitely deserves a top 20 list. So that is, so you're number n- nine. Nine. I said that Undertaker was the second greatest attraction in the history of the WWE. Uh, the first one undou- undoubtedly is Andre the Giant. And I have him at number nine. Anybody want a peanut? Anybody want a peanut? He did not make my top 20. Yep. He was in consideration. I think uh, while the, the attraction argument is valid, and it's you can't overlook that. Yeah. Through no fault of their own, his own, they just didn't get 
good Andre. Like, yeah, they, he yeah. was so by the destroyed t- at that point. By the that, time the uh, by the time the expansion started, he yeah. was shot pretty much. Yeah. Um, but seventies Andre is a revelation, and he was really good. Him and Dusty Rhodes as a tag team in Mid South was good. It's a weird tag team, right? It's a weird tag team. <laughs> Uh, you want a more jarring? Have watch Hulk Hogan wrestle Dusty Rhodes. That's jarring to watch. No, I, it's, just, it's just weird. No, you don't know who to root for. You're like, what the fuck is happening? It's like bizarro <laughs> superheroes wrestling each other. If you will, uh, it's like Marvel versus Capcom. Right? What are we, what are we it's, doing it's, here? It's weird. But Andre was he could he could literally go anywhere and sell out. Yeah, uh, he made Vince Senior so much money. For 10 years, just being the guy that would wrestle in Madison Square Garden most months. Yep. But the rest of the time, he fucking, he's, he lent them out. He rented Andre out to territories. We talked about it. He is one of those, like, he couldn't go anywhere in the world. People didn't know who yeah, he was. Everybody knew Andre the Giant. You know, he was yeah. one of those. Yeah. I saw him in the airport once. It was fucking awesome. What? Yeah. I what? fucking loved it. I was so sad. My dad, because we had family you know in show? town. No. We had family in town, so I couldn't go to the to fairgrounds. The main event was Andre the Giant and, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Jesus. fairgrounds in 88. They said no? Yeah. You got the, you got the old kibosh? Uh, we had to go. We went over to Jeff's parents' house. because Thanks, uh, Jeff. Because Where'd you go, Jeff? some family was over. I think it was one of my aunts. Jeff fucked it up again. Yep, always Jeff. And um, But the next morning, we, we took the aunt to the airport. Yep. And lo and behold, Andre the Giant is sitting there in the little curtained off area, uh, sitting on two chairs, yes. looking not happy. The Eugene Airport? Probably not. It was the Eugene Airport. Yeah. He looking like he had a rough night. I mean, because famously him trying to sleep in a hotel room mm-hmm. is torture. So not happy, sitting there grumpy in his uh, that plaid jacket he always wore. And, <laughs> um, I saw, I was starstruck. I didn't. Dare go oh him. my god, dude! Um, but I was like, "As Andre the Giant, that's fucking awesome." Oh, I was eight years old. I Holy was like, "Oh my shit, god, that's awesome!" Crazy. Um, my dad was like, "Well, that's pretty cool," because he was so huge. I mean, he's sitting down; yeah. you couldn't miss him. It was like, "Holy!" Your dad was fuck. like, "I'll take him." <laughs> I was like, "I <laughs> wanted to go I see it. This. I wanted to go see it." Um, I think the I. I I want to say the Bulldogs were there with him. That's not as fun. Well, somebody had to be his like handler. But if you're putting Dynamite Kid in the position to be somebody's handler, you've, you've given up. You've you've done taking a wrong turn. <laughs> but no, like, I, I can't argue against Andre. You know what I mean? And then like, of course the whole build up to WrestleMania three was this. I mean, he was one of the two that put. 78 to 93,000 in, in, in the Silver Dome. <laughs> and, made all, and by the way, I just learned the payouts for WrestleMania 3. Yeah? That was interesting. Uh, Andre got 750,000 plus, plus 250,000 for doing the job. So he got an even million in 1987. Jesus. Hogan got 750. Yep. Uh, um, the, the guys lower in the card all got 10,000. It's a good bonus. Yeah. I'll take uh, it. For WrestleMania. Let's get out 10 grand. I'll take it right now. And uh, the mid guys, uh, Savage, Steamboat, Piper, they got 15 to 20. Nice. Um, but yeah, the, but those guys. Where'd you learn that? Uh, one guy just did the definitive WrestleMania 3 podcast thing, and he went through and um, 
between the observers and books of uh, people who were around and all that, the numbers have come out recently. Uh, guys, Brett in his book talks about getting uh, 15000 for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. So, yeah. And Andre. So I have a feeling, Jobin, that my next person is higher on Corey's list. Okay. So we'll probably talk about him later. My number nine is Randy Savage. Yeah, we'll talk no, about yeah, him later. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about him later. Get to that later. My number eight. And I'm surprised he's this low, but I think he's very, very belongs. Is Brock Lesnar. My number eight is Brock Lesnar. There you yeah, go. There you go. Uh, certainly been bowied by the last decade. Um, but that dude is a star, and he gets it. Yeah. And he's a worker from the old days. He, he's there for the money. He has no love for this business. It he is is, he loves that paycheck. It yeah. is the money when and the miles, money. baby. The money and the miles. And he flies, so not a lot of miles. <laughs> just the money. His lots private, of his private jet. Lots and lots and his... lots of money. He takes a lot of time off, but you know what? If I can get it, I would do it too. You know. And when he's there, for a guy who doesn't love the business, that motherfucker puts out full effort. Mm-hmm. And this last like year and a half, like he's he has fun. loved the business. He's gotten in love with it. It's fucking weird. I crazy love, farmer Brock Lesnar is strange as shit. I fucking love ponytail beard Brock Lesnar. I do too. It's fucking God weird, dude. Damn it. And I also love the way that when he's feuding with Bobby Lashley, he 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 always says Bobby, Bobby Lashley. That's the only way he can say it. It's like if Hillbilly Jim was an actual badass. It's Brock Lesnar. Yep. It's fucking weird, dude. Who are you wrestling this week? Bobby. Bobby Lashley. He says like Tucky. Tucky. <laughs> He's fucking fantastic. Okay, his matches with Cena were good. His matches with Kurt Angle I mean, in the first run were great. Do you guys can, I, can I? Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna ask. Can you name me like three bad Brock Lesnar matches that are not like not be, from the first run? Not he was green. Not so, from the so, first run. Goldberg and Brock at WrestleMania, famously, but not like is real like, bad. How do from I? From when it? he came back. Yeah, when he came I back. I do three. I know that. The the Dean Ambrose match at 32 sucked because yep. he didn't want to do it. That was trash. He just didn't think it was a big enough star, and he half-assed it. But other than that, not really, because even when he famously picked, for like a three-year stretch there, he picked every cruiserweight in the world to wrestle because he realized, oh, my God, I can have great matches with these guys. But So like even when he picked Ricochet for the Saudi Arabia show, it was like three minutes, but it was good. It was I, exactly what it should have been. I mean... Do you guys remember the feeling when he just obliterated John Cena? Yeah. That How was one of the most crazy memorable, that was. Most jaw memorable dropping. matches in pay-per-view. Jaw dropping. That, that was, was like awesome. What the fuck, dude? And it made him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they needed to do that after having Taker. Yeah. Because it, it's weird. After, after it's a Triple H feud, they killed him dead. And they had to have him beat Taker and squash Cena to get him back, but it worked. It worked but goddamn, think about it. Yeah, we had to have you uh, beat the Taker streak and absolutely murder Cena to get you over again, but Just. it worked. The, tri- the triple threat with Cena and Rollins at Royal Rumble 15. So good. Such a great match. Such an underrated match that year. Fucking the, uh, Christ, what a great match. I get, I, it was my second match of the year behind Sasha and Bailey. I still maintain work rate wise, him and Roman's the best main event of all time in WrestleMania at 31. Well, they, they beat the piss out of each other. They just beat the and piss out of each Seth other. And then Seth came out and made yeah. a great ending to the show. Like, yeah. I mean, how can you, that's the best main event I've seen there. And, of course, he uh, 
Braun trying to get cute, and Brock's like, that's cute. I'll knee you in the fucking head, you dumb <laughs> yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, he punked out Braun. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Uh, great streak by Punk. Yeah, the great the match with Punk great is fucking great. Yeah. The match with Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series. Yeah. The match with AJ at Survivor Series. He just puts on banger after banger. I just, so, I mean. Great rumble in uh, 2021. 2020. 2020. Ooh, he ran like 11 people. Ooh, fucking fantastic. No, no, he's fantastic. He's a, he's a, he deserves his part time schedule and all the millions they pay him. Yeah, he does. So, he does. So there it is. So uh, number seven, I number guess. Seven. Mine, mine was name. So number seven is the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. We'll talk about it later because he's uh, my number seven is Shawn Michaels. All <laughs> oh, right, that's weird. We're locked up so far. Um, Maybe the greatest big match performer in WWE history. It's the reason he's called Mr. WrestleMania. It's not uh, a character. No. No. And when it, when the lights were the brightest, this motherfucker shined. Uh, the first Hell in a Cell. They have a tendency now to give all the credit to Taker, but Sean kills Shawn himself in it. that match. Um, and shout out to Tim White for getting fucked up in that match. Yeah. Jesus. The I mean, the I mean, I can go back further. The Rocker stuff was good. His first solo stuff is great. But really, the match with Jeff Jarrett at In Your House 2 with the Intercontinental title on the line is fantastic. Him and Diesel. Him and Diesel have great chemistry. Him and Razor. I mean. Click on click violence. What it became is whatever, but him and Brett have phenomenal yeah. chemistry. I mean, phenomenal chemistry. They're From be- their tag team days. Yeah, their best match one-on-one is Survivor Series 92. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Um, that the Razor stuff is, is all-time. D, the original DX was great, but he was clearly on borrowed time. That motherfucker, and That's I don't like mean the five back. Months, dude, it's I don't, crazy. I don't even mean the back. That motherfucker was gonna die. He was gonna OD, and they were gonna find him in a hotel like they found Pillman. Yeah, that was going to happen if he didn't stop. Yep. He comes the back, back was kind of a godsend. Honestly, yeah, honestly, it probably was. saved his life. To be honest, he comes back. He has that fantastic match with Triple H at SummerSlam 02. He wears shit brown tights and wins the Elimination Chamber at Survivor Series. We just watched. Yep. He has the next year. He has fantastic matches with Jericho uh, at WrestleMania, and then he kind of got bogged down in a Triple H feud again. From the Jericho in 08. Yeah. Just, I mean, goddamn. He played a huge part in putting over both Orton and Batista in Evolution. Ric Flair's what should have been Rick his final Fla- match. Ric Flair's final match should have been the one with him. And then, of course, Taker. The two Taker the matches. The two Taker matches are all time. That's your storyline, because like, yeah. tra- in the middle of it was that great rumble span where they finished the, and then started. And, yeah. and, and there's also the, the, f- the final few months. If you ever want to see great storytelling from one guy in particular, watch the final two months of his career from Royal Rumble 2010 through WrestleMania 26. The, him being obsessed with facing Taker and what he goes through to try to get to Taker. Taker won't do it. Yeah. He refuses to face So he him tries again. to win the Rumble because Taker's a world champ. Fuck, yep. if I win the Rumble, I'm taking yep. him on. And then he's so mad he can't get into the Elimination Chamber the next month. So, he, But then he still figures a way, you know what, I'll get in and fucking cost him the title. Then he'll have no choice. It's and, great and it shit. Worked. It's great shit. So where is he on your all-time favorites? He's now number three. Is he? He's now number three. Yep. Uh, which I never thought he'd go down again, but he's still top three. So my number two, we all know. Yeah. And it's probably not a surprise who number one is. There it is. He was my original number one. Franchise Yes, it's the franchise. Ha ha. 
But no, he's my number seven as well. Yeah. So, number six. Number six. <laughs> Keep it on going. <laughs> I guarantee you'll have this guy higher than me. Um, my number six is The Rock. He's number five, so not too well, much higher. Number talk. five. There's very little bad with The Rock. After you get out of that first year, die, Rocky, die, the lame Rocky Maivia outfit and look. But once he joins the nation, and then once he finally finds his voice, there's very little bad. Yeah, sure, you'll find a cringy promo. It doesn't age. No. But in the time, I mean, he he was hitting home runs. Grand, he yeah. was hitting grand, grand slams. Slam, yeah. He had great feuds with Triple H. He had fantastic matches with Austin at the Foley. Mainies. Foley and him were, I mean, the only person I've ever watched a match him where he has bad chemistry with is Taker. There's a lot of that with Taker, by the way. Yeah. A lot. A lot of that with yeah. Taker. I do, and do you think it's because Taker, it's the, he's 6'11", 6'10", and... The guy he's facing is six 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 seven. You know what I mean? Like I not the difference he, the height, but there's they're close no to the No offense to the rock, but he's not the best worker. Yeah. I just think you needed a if you're gonna have fantastic taker matches, you need a great worker. Mm-hmm. That's all. And he well he has a fantastic Which is why hit Taker and Austin not having chemistry doesn't make sense because Austin is a great worker, but they yeah. had Maybe worse chemistry than Taker and Rock. Which is weird. Yep. Because they're fucking god awful together. Taker and Angle have terrible chemistry. Mm, it's a common thread here. Yeah. Jeff Mack. That's why he's yeah, number 10. That's why Shawn Michaels is number 7. Because he can his buddy. Even Bret Hart notoriously had a stinker with the Taker, man. Remember that? Uh, but I mean, <laughs> Rock is. He fluctuates between 1 and 2 for me. I yeah. just. It's. And then he's. I mean. To be honest, someone else is uh, about to pass him to me for that spot. So, you know, to me, he, might, great. he might be three. No, <laughs> I know. I know. I he know. might be three now at this point. I'll be yeah. honest. Like to me, I, I, I had a I had a bias against the rock, not because I didn't like him, because I always saw him as this their replacement of Razor Ramon. He had the punches. He has the punches. He's about the same size. He was immediately shoved into the intercontinental title picture and he just stayed there for a while. I was like, he's just kind of the new Razor Ramon. Is it weird to say this? I agree, but The Rock had, I don't know, more charisma? I don't know how that's possible, he but he, he had more. Because, no. I mean, Scott Hall is, I mean, Jesus Christ. No, you're right. It's, he, but he had more charisma. He had more charisma than Scott Hall. And I mean, no one's debating Scott Hall's a, better, a much better worker. No yeah, one's debating Scott that. Scott Hall was but, a better worker, but The Rock was the bigger star. Yeah. More charisma, it, times a billion. Um the only thing that doesn't age well about him at all are the promos. Some of the promos, because yeah. whoa there. Which is really what he's known for, <laughs> right? and boy. Because his matches, to me, they're good. I mean, if he's with a great worker, he can have a great match. He wrestles to his competition, unfortunately. Left to his own devices, he's still yeah. good. He's still really good. I mean, he's, he doesn't put on stinkers. He's a third generation for a reason. Yeah. I mean, it's in his blood. It's, he's not a guy where if it's like a, a rock match, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's, no. you know. It's going to be fine. It's going pl- to be doable. He knows how to work. He's got it. He's in my favorite match of all time. So There you go. So, yeah, he's my number six. Um, who's your number six? So my number six is Brett the Hitman Hart. And you said The Rock was your number five? Correct. Well, Brett Hart was my number five. Oh, there it is. So so we just flipped him. We're still almost lockstep we from like him. seven on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Brett Hart is so good. It is so when you say this, it's not true. Like when people think the like professional wrestling, it's Bret Hart's not who pick people picture. Yeah, it's who you should. It's who you should picture. Yes, Bret Hart is the literal poster boy for professional wrestling. He does. He's a 
fantastic technical wrestler. Oh my god. He has the, I mean, one, one would say he's the excellent execution. You one could say one that. could say that. Almost the best is best 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 really. Uh, you know, I've heard that. Uh he's maybe one of the top of all time in terms of getting in ring psychology. Yep. And knowing how to get a match over regardless of opponent, situation, anything. He just he knows what you need to do. Got much better with promos this time went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the beginning, wasn't great. I mean, it, Nightheart carried him in terms of charisma yeah. for the Heart Foundation up the first three years they were a team. Got a little better. Until 97, he's fantastic. I mean. And I was to say, like, we had a little debate a couple weeks ago. I was to say, he, uh, I, you tell my favorite. <laughs> um he entertained me sports entertainment wise much more in '97 than the Road Dog has for his entire career. I mean, frustrated is the goddamn word yeah. for it. You know what I mean? There He's fantastic. Is. From yeah. bitching about being screwed out of the Rumble, which he was, it was to screwed out of the title, which he was. was to screwed out of the main event at WrestleMania, which, which he, he was. was to being screwed out of his opportunity to uh, right the wrong of losing to Sean, which he was. I been mean, screwed like, so much he been drawing drunk yeah. oil. <laughs> fuck Goldberg. He's <laughs> I mean, go fuck Goldberg. Goldberg. Uh, he's he was so good that year, and then I mean, oh. the Canadian Stampede, the whole angle. It's it's essentially it's what they're doing with MJF. Mm-hmm. It's what they will probably do with Punk if he comes back. It's he is so over in a specific area. I mean, he is a god in Canada. I mean, literally, he was like voted like third? person of the year, like in Canada. He was also voted, I think, the. Th- like third best athlete? Third greatest Canadian athlete of all time. Like, like that covers some ground. You know, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's incredible. Um <laughs> that whole ninety seven USA versus Canada is so fucking good. This is why and it's so good that it's unfortunate, I get it, that Montreal overshadows it, because that whole summer, the summer of Brett, is so good. He is such a good heel. Because he's kind of, I mean, to be honest, he's a douchebag. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a self-serving douche He's a whiny self-serving douche. But God, he's so good. I, oh. I also love his, it's sneaky good, his 95 run, his 1995 run, mm-hmm. where because Vince just doesn't value him like he should, he juts him down to mid-card. And I don't mean like upper mid, he's in the mid-card. He's wrestling Jean-Pierre Lafitte and Hakushi and Dr. Isaac Yankum. And I mean, he's... DDS. Yeah, DDS. He's nowhere near. Yes. He's nowhere near anything sniffing a main event or relevancy for the entire year until he wins a belt. Back. With Lawler for like seven yeah. months, he's sucking he's his gr- feet. But he's great at it, and these guys all have their best match of their career with him that year. And look at all of the people now who just straight up take Bret Hart spots. The best matches of the year from Punk and Dax <laughs> are all Bret Hart spots. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> someone said this today, and as a Shawn Michaels guy, I can admit it's true though. Mm-hmm. The wrestling business in 2022 would be a hell of a lot healthier if people paid more attention to Bret Hart matches than Shawn Michaels matches. Correct. And it's the truth. Correct. So, yeah, that's my number five. And also, I, I just want to point out, he was really smart in 96, taking time off after Shawn won the belt from knowing that business would tank and he'd come back and make a shitload of money. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> <sighs> he played the game. Who's your... My number four. Your number four. We're in the tall cotton here, folks. Yeah. Uh, it's the Macho Man Randy Savage. 
Lord. Four. Mm. Greatest of all time. And he was nine for me. Yeah. If we're talking my favorite, he's number one. Yep. And he is my number one all time. Yep. I've gone back to the guy who got me into the dance. There it like is. It's, there it is. How can I not? It's. I wouldn't be here doing this if he didn't exist. So. Snap into a guardrail. Ooh, yeah. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's, Just, it's like. Like, we do the Hogan thing as like a joke, the, the impersonation. That is the most. Impersonalized like wrestler ever. Everybody, everybody does macho a macho man. man. Everybody, and he wasn't like that. Was just that's how he talked. Like that wasn't even like him doing a yeah, character. It's, that's it's, just literally how he was. Weird macho man, ring his head. Nice to meet you. Huh? Weird dude. Yeah. Coincidentally, great fucking baseball player, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Jesus. He the intensity and dedication he put towards wrestling. That's what he did to baseball up until it was, the injuries were like, well, you're not going to make it. Jesus, man. And then he was like, well, I guess I'll go to wrestling then. It worked out. And gave it as his all. Uh, the only guy in the company in the 80s that could have followed Hogan as champion. And while he didn't make as much money as Hogan. You can't. It didn't fall off that much either. Yeah. Like, he was like, oh, okay, wow, we didn't expect it to do this well. I mean, instead, there was an appreciable difference, but it was like, okay, so that's that's good to know. Um, uh, you know, I'm on an island, you know, but... You hate Steamboat the match. He, uh, that, that's the match at WrestleMania 3 is Steamboat and Savage. I, I learned something else on that uh, WrestleMania 3 podcast. Years later, we're talking in the 2000s, McMahon would still get pissed off about that when yep. people say that because he wanted all the attention to be Hogan, Andre... And he's pissed that people would enjoy a match like that. Do you know what Meltzer rated it? Can you find it? It's four or something, I think. What is it? Uh, Savage Steamboat Steamboat 3. What year? 87. 87. I think it's four and a half he gave it, I think. He said it's the best WF match there's been at that time. Uh, He's, you know, Bret Hart is who you should think of. Yeah. To me, though, if, if, and they always say if, if he wanted to sculpt a wrestling a wrestler, Randy Orton would be the look. Four but to and a me, half. Four and a half. Randy Savage epitomizes professional wrestling. <laughs> you know what's funny? What? To me, he doesn't. He epitomizes sports entertainment. I get that, but I, I can understand that. Because he was doing that before sports entertainment existed. Yeah. He was very into his character. He was macho man. I mean, he lived it yeah. to the fullest, unfortunately. 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 not all's, He took it a bit far. Not all's rosy, but... In the business, I he glued me. My first ever match was Hogan Andre, famously. I mean, fucking goddamn. Like, how's that your first match you ever see is Hogan Andre? In in like inside the business, so not outside. Whatever, like inside the rings, there's people don't say shit bad about Randy Savage. No, he's a consummate. I mean, he was also one of the few old timers who, when it was time to put over a young star and make him. It was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. I'm going to put him He's over. He's the only time that DDP mattered was yeah. in feud with Randy Savage. Was Randy Savage. He famously, one of the reasons he left ODE in 94, famously he pitched an idea to Vince uh, like early 94 because he saw it. He saw the who was, who was great. He's like, I want to work with Sean for two years. I'll, I, want, I want to beat him at, this, at a, at a yeah. big show. Well, then I want it to continue to where he gets better and better because he's already great. 
But at the end of it was going to be a big WrestleMania match where Sean just beats him conclusively and is the dude from that point on. He wanted to make Sean the new macho man in terms of the number two star or maybe even number one. I was like, nah, we'll just have you on commentary. Yeah. And that was a mistake, one of the few mistakes on Vince's part because well, he broke down at the end, but there was still a couple good years in Savage when he went to well, WCW. you know, until that fucking cage match. Yeah. Thanks, Hogan yeah. and Piper, you fucking assholes. Take a step those, back. Those two who did not have a good couple years. Left. Jesus, fuck. Um, but yeah, no, he's he epitomizes it to me. He's my all-time favorite. He's... Um, he was so... His feuds, more so than almost anybody else, his feuds were so memorable because each one of them was personal. Yeah. They meant something. They weren't just, oh, I'm programmed to feud with IRS this next two months. It was like shit mattered. Even with the belt not on there, shit mattered. Mm-hmm. And that sticks with you. You're like, oh, those matches. The Jake's, the Jake feud. Uh, when you think Icy Champion, you think Savage. I do. That's the first thing I think of. Yeah. When I think of that belt, I think of him holding it. I mean, the Elizabeth thing, just. Yeah. Great storyline. I mean, my God. The Mega Power storyline to only, me. It's the only wedding that ever worked. Right? Mm-hmm. To me. I guess also Steph and Triple H, I guess. Yeah. Technically. To me, the Mega Powers. <laughs> it's so facto. It's the, so facto. I'm your boss. The Mega Powers, like, year and a half storyline is the greatest storyline in the history of that company, in my opinion. I've heard. Well, a lot of people say it's ever. Yeah. I, For I, me, it's not, but, but you know, it's hard, to, it's, it hard made, it's hard to argue. It made a metric fuck ton in 1989 money at WrestleMania 5. Like, ridiculous, stupid money. Like, could you, like, it'd be like if Austin and Rock teamed up for a year and a half as the two biggest stars and, and then, then fucking up. imploded. Yep. Yep. I, it doesn't even, it's not even conceivable to think about. It's so good. Uh, so, yeah, that's my dude. And that's my number four all time greatest WF superstar. It's Macho Man Randy Savage. So, my number four is uh, John Cena. Okay. This is where he's at for me. Let's talk about the Doctor of Thugonomics. Uh, we talked about Jericho's debut being one of the greatest ever. His not so much. Ruthless aggression. aggression. His, uh, his, his not so great. Uh, that outfit is something. Um, Local sports team colors. Nothing of note until he started rapping. Till that character... In fact, he was almost released. He was almost cut. Famously, Triple H <laughs> has said in interviews and in promos that he didn't think he had shit to yeah. offer. He was like, I don't know, there's nothing here. And he made sure to talk about that during the build to WrestleMania 22. There it is. <laughs> um, and then he, not lucked, but it happened into this gimmick, and it caught fire. Ab- caught absolute fucking fire. And he was off to the races after that. Yeah, and he became... I've explained to you guys, like, I don't know how close you were watching at the time, but... In 05, it was an interesting thing when they switched the champions and the belts during the draft because Batista going into WrestleMania 21, Batista was the bigger prospect. Batista was the – and even coming out of it, Mm -hmm. it was still all Batista. It was very much like, let's see how Cena does as WWE champ on SmackDown. When he debuted on Raw, oh, my God. Crowd popped. And that's why, like – there's a lot of fans who are like, we never liked John Cena. I'm like, Bullshit. I can Bullshit. pull you video that fucking proves you wrong, by the way. Also in 08, by the way. 2008 Royal Rumble. Uh, you love that motherfucker. You just pretend not to. Uh, I mean, the dude for 15 years, you know, 10 years, 50, whatever it is, 
Just the dude. Yeah. No, uh, great. I was a great all the time. Good he, matches. He's and he said it like the you know, Roman eventually worked, but whenever somebody came up to try and take that spot, they weren't fucking good enough and they couldn't do they it. They weren't ready. They weren't ready, and he proved it in a promo with Roman. He wasn't he ready. He ate him alive. Oh my god! It was embarrassing. Jesus, this is probably the best thing that ever happened to Roman. Uh, and you know we don't like they don't like to talk about it, but uh, he uh, beat the shit out of Rock in that pro in that feud. Uh, he uh, that was one sided. He um, mopped the floor with it the Rock. It actually hurt going into twenty eight. It was like kind of. I was like, well, he took the aura away from the Rock. Yeah, I was like, the Rock isn't the Rock anymore. He yeah. got out promoed by Cena. Oh, okay. And Cena's a good promo. He you is, know. He's a real good promo. Uh, he's kind of like The Rock to me, where he's not a great worker. Yeah, but when he's with a great worker, he can have great matches. But he can work. But he which can is, work. No, he can fans work. Fans are wrong about that. He just doesn't do flippy dippy shit. But he can work. He can <laughs> tell a story. Except for Indy Cena run. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I don't. I will say this. I will say I think bell to bell, he's a better worker than Rock. I would agree with you. Yeah. Yes, I would say that. Uh, I can't default you putting him this high. He's, uh, he's. I think we talked about. It. I think his best feud is Edge. I think so too. Even over Punk, punk we just if we had gotten more out of the feud, it would have been Punk. I mean, they were clearly skyrocketing towards that. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they didn't want to put those two in a main event. I don't understand. Well, I mean, there is a reason. It's Punk, but I know they really, really you know, want everybody to think that Orton is his greatest feud. But it's they really it's want not, to. It's it's, it's, not, it's not even three. No, honestly, I, I'm not even sure what three would be. To be honest. Those other two like far uh, shine everything. No, else. I mean we've been honest with everybody. You know he buries the fuck out of people. We're gonna be honest with everybody else. But it flew under the radar right in front of our faces for years. He buries the shit out of a bunch of people, most notably Wade Barrett. Jesus Christ! Talk about a fucking miss. That was gonna be the first British world champion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we're still waiting. Are we? Yes. Drew's from Scotland. I don't count him. Yeah. Still went for an English world champ. Should have been Regal you know, years ago, but still. You know. um, Barrett was going to be that dude. They, and Cena was like, nah. He had ah, everything He had everything they that company loves, and Cena was like, nah. I'm good. We're going to beat all five of you one night by myself. Like, oh, well, that's cool, I guess. And then later on, go, yeah, that was a mistake. Like, we told you that, John. As it happened, we said it was a mistake. And then. <laughs> you did it anyway. And then just annihilated Bray Wyatt's entire run. Uh, I mean, he's to blame for why Bray did isn't over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's specifically to blame. But great, one of the greats, just one of the all-time yep. greats. He's I, I can't you can't argue the placement. So I've, I'm guessing by who's left, we have the same top three. Just the order might matter. Yeah, I'm saying if you've been paying attention, it's pretty clear who the top three are. Let's name them all. Oh, what's number? Joe, three? do you uh, who do you think the three are? I know Brett. No, nope. Brett's not no. Testing jealousy, he's paying attention. I'll give him one. I'll give him my number Hogan. three. Hogan. Hogan's up there. My number three is Bruno San Martino. He was my two. So Bruno, Hogan, and Kane. What? No. Austin, yeah. So I uh, so so uh Austin's three for me, Bruno's two, Hogan's one. See, for me, Bruno's three, Hogan's two, and Austin's one. Whoa. There you go. That's interesting. So let's talk about that. That's interesting. Bruno. You have to. I mean, we don't have a lot of footage, but the stuff from the '80s we do have kicks ass. Like he's not a great worker, but he's fired up and he'll kick ass, and and it's fun to watch. Him and him and Savage is fun in '87. 
him and uh, Piper in 86 is, oh my God. First of all, Piper in Boston Garden, like in February 86, taking on Bruno in a cage, and he comes into the ring and he tapes up a Jim McMahon poster inside the ring. It's fucking fantastic. (laughs) But Bruno, I mean, (laughs) you finally got it. So good. Shout out to the 85 Bears. They built the the company. Fuck out of the Patriots. They built the company on his back. Literally. What were his two title runs? Uh, From May of 63 to January of 71. It's a long time. Was the first run. How many Yankee World titles in that that span? Um, Yeah. And. um, I mean, to be fair, it's the same Cubs. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Uh, and then they give the belt to Pedro, and he does damn good business. Yep. But that fiery... Almost died. That fiery Puerto Rican almost died. fan base in New York was going to kill a hill. Uh, so they had to take the belt <laughs> off Pedro and give it back to Bruno. For another... Uh, what was that? Oh, he he got like 10 to 15% of the house. But I mean, for uh, how long oh, was for, that second uh, one now? That one was a three and a half years. There it is. So, yeah. Combined, we're looking at 10 years on top. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. And even then, he was doing great business, but he himself decided, I'm tired of doing this again. I want to lose. And, and still was the biggest draw. But put over Backlund, right? No, put over Superstar, but a grand. That's right. That's a grand. Uh, and then uh, was still their biggest draw through Backlund's title reign. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Bruno. Yeah, it's, it's Bruno. 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 It's Bruno in the garden. Uh, there's only one instance where he teamed with Hulk Hogan, and it's not on tape. How do you fuck that up? You tape everything else in the '80s. House shows from everywhere. You don't team up the one time they. You don't tape the one time they teamed up. Jesus Christ, that's a miss. Uh, so he's number three. That's clear. He, uh, you know, and then got pissed off at Vince, and then pretty stuck. much stopped talking to him for decades. Yeah, stuck by him. Uh, now here's where we differ. This is where we differ. Well, I mean, you know, I had Bruno too, but I had, Austin, just, I had Austin three. I'll just, oh yeah, that's what? Right. I'll lay it up. I really thought about it long and hard, and maybe I was influenced by where we're watching right now. I was going to ask, but since since Armageddon, like 2000, Austin's been zoned in. Yeah, it took him a couple months to get his mojo back, but my God, did he find his fucking he can't mojo? Just get hit by a car, right? Um. Hogan, you're weird, nurse. These two have been weird for me. I've always looked at like like this. Hogan's the bigger overall star in their company history, but Austin's the biggest star. Correct. If the injury hadn't happened, and he had a good three, four more years, I think it erases all doubt. And that is the reason it's flipped. It's because he got the again nothing he can do about it. But it's because he his career was cut short. But I just look at it, he was so white hot for four years. I mean, there's nobody. I'm trying to think. <sighs> Ollie in the 60s was that big. Like, is there somebody in a, a genre of anything who was that big? You know what I mean? Yeah. They transcended. Like, Babe Ruth like in Pele. the 20s. Pele for soccer. Pele, Ali. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. They transcend. Jordan. Jordan. Honestly, Jordan in the 90s. Jordan in the 90s. They just transcend everything. Second best player of all time. Mine and LeBron, but you know. And uh, Austin's that dude to me. Uh, Hogan. Look, and by no BS do I cut that short. I grew up in Hogan's reign. In his reign, I I grew up. My first match ever seen was the one where he infamously gets screwed out of the belt. (laughs) Um, All those Hebners. 
Oh, how much did they play for the surgery, dude? It's he's so good, but there's this more. I found myself also more invested in Austin's feuds than Hogan's because Hogan's they they're one sided and the same. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they're one sided and the same. He is always a dick to somebody, and then they turn on him. But somehow they're the bad guy. That's where it started. There it is. There it is. We found it, we Joe. Found, we figured yeah. it out. We found, we found patient zero. We found there it patient is. Patient zero. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and being number two on this list is no by no means. <laughs> you know, they're still on the Mount Rushmore there. But, uh, and, you know, he, he lost the title after four years, but it wasn't because business was bad. It's because he wanted to take time off and make a movie and have a kid. So, I mean, like... How long? I mean, he work, work he could have won because he didn't give us also, but he was married to Linda Hogan, who uh, is a bitch. There it is. She's a real bitch. Uh, so yeah, he's number two to me, and Austin's number one. But I mean, at this point, when you're in that top three, you're picking nits. You're picking nits. So Jobin, you sat here for like four and a half hours. Yep, felt like it. We got Tony Khan pro my favorite here. Who's your top three? Save it for the scrum. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe's old. He's tired. <laughs> he works with he children. children. You got any muffins? Top, top, <laughs> top three. Bakery. Top three for me. Franchise. Somehow old. The franchise. Not Dean in Douglas. this order. Marty Gennetti. Not in this order because it's on the spot. That's nepotism. Austin. Yep. Hogan. Mm-hmm. Brett. Ooh, okay. Very nice. I mean, you can't complain with that either. Very nice. So yeah, no, that's uh, that was a lot of fun. It was a fun undertaking. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very good. And uh, well, once we got to like seven, we were pretty much in lockstep or eight actually. Which, eight, uh, yeah. Brock, Brock is honestly how it should be. Yeah, it really yeah. shouldn't do. It should be pretty clear. It shows who, that we both got it. Like the order can differ, but the eight should be the same more or less. Which they were. Yeah. So I mean, we, we both we both got it. We understood the assignment, as the kids say. That's what they say. We were on fleek. Well, I'm Greta Van Fleek. Oh, that's period. Greta Van Fleek. Period. Yeah. With a T. Period. You know what? Yeah. You know, we literally Let's did it correctly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just turned it off when he listens. Well, don't worry. He'll be like, "Well, fuck you." We have a new another assignment next week. Are we can tell him about it. Or we can surprise. I feel like we should surprise him. We have another assignment, but it'll be a surprise. So tune in next week here on the No So Podcast. But you can go to NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com, where you can find all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find us on the social medias, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at uh, NoSellEntertainment or NoSellENT. Give us a like, a follow, a request, a review, all that good jazz. Who is your top three? Your marks? Yeah. Let us know. What they, what they said. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Dude. And like what? always, what? And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.